2: What's your sign,
0: what's your sign, baby? What's your sign? What's your sign? Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken, I'm Stevie Anderson, I'm Lisa chanu and today we are joined by I would say like a top requested guest. <gasps> mm-hmm. um, yep. Uh, One of my personal favorite comedians, I know they're one of yours as well, the host of My Favorite Murder, Karen Kilgariff. Hi, everybody. That's a really good intro. That was nice. Oh, thank you. I always feel, I feel out of shape because I'm not hosting (laughs) stand-up shows anymore where I'm like, uh. (laughs) Clubs and colleges all over the country. (laughs) She performs all over town. Um. (laughs) you and- love her <laughs> Ooh,
1: all over town is a rough one Yeah, that is a rough intro you're like come on at least say the country
0: all,
3: of- <laughs> all over town yeah all over town. it's just cafes and bookstores all over this great town of Los Angeles <laughs> Sure.
0: I'm pretty sure I wrote performs all over town in like the first comedy bio I ever wrote like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like he has a car everybody bra- bra- brag right here <laughs> I guess that's my, my LA Nativeness showing where I'm like, what other towns does anyone give a fuck about? Come (laughs) on. (laughs) We're in the only town. No.
2: I mean, I can already hear the signers, collective brains exploding, having Karen on Karen, like no, no gas, just like everyone was super stoked and has been mentioned many, many times. So thank you for coming on. And I'm going to have thrilled. a mini fangirl moment and just say you wrote some of my favorite episodes of television with Baskets. Baskets thank has you. brought my family together. My oh. mother, a Virgo, <laughs> watches no television. She famously has no attention span, which is weird for Virgos, but Baskets like. It just, like, we watched it all in one city as a family, and it's just such a, just like, the Finding Eddie episode. I was just like, which one's did Karen do? And I was like, oh, my God. So Thank that's my you. micro fangirl moment. I'm going to do it. That's... But I know everyone's,
3: many you. fangirl moments we can have for Karen <laughs> here. So that was mine, and I took it. I can I just say it was I had a fangirl moment when I got asked to uh, because our mutual friend Julia John Levenstein is the one who said, hey, I got shingles. Do you think you can go into the baskets room because I can't do it for it was season two. And I was obsessed with season one. Like the first episode Mm -hmm. I watched, I was like, why would Zach do a clown show? And I was all nervous and worried. And then I watched it. I was like, this is magical. It's so good. It's so artful. So when Mm -hmm. I went in in the second that my first year was the second season and I remember just being like do not fuck this up do not say something weird do not like make any big moves just like hang out try to pitch good ideas like I was I was holding myself together like just like you have to do this you have to stay here and um of course John Kreisel who is the EP and director and kind of the mastermind is so awesome that it was he that's the best room I've ever been in I feel like I never want to be in another writer's room again because he does it so well and it, he just makes it so that you can come up with the best ideas and, and also those characters are the best Louie uh, An- I mean, Anderson. Anderson that's so
0: good oh
3: uh,
2: I inside I mean all this inside hot tips I am just gush i'm gushing inside baskets heads basket hive rise rise up
0: basket uh, hive. i was just say basket weavers yeah. Right?
1: yeah also spoiler alert for listeners the taurus holding themselves together i mean that's just oh i know the taurus um, that whole thing was so taurus it was like great. oh my gosh is that how we are in my bones is that what we do I think so
2: oh i think oh so, yeah we'll, we'll Holding up the walls up with our bare hands
0: <laughs> yeah <that's, laughs> it's all on me we'll, <laughs> to get into to more of your chart. I think there are several things that would also speak to that too. But it is nice to hear uh like someone's good at a positive experience about a thing. I feel like we're so used to right now hearing like this thing that we love is actually like really awful for people to work in and <laughs> yeah. under terrible conditions. So I'm just glad to hear that it's actually a really nurturing, creative, uh fulfilling environment. The m- also, the best, yeah. Oh my god.
2: Now we'll talk more about your chart too, but the fact that you like due to shingles, it's just so six house. We'll talk about um, <laughs> we'll talk about like the health and building things. But wow, bless bless these shingles. And I'm gonna go out here. Why can't we get just a nice closing season five FX? Uh,
3: come come
2: come come for me.
3: Yeah, I Uh-oh. mean they, but they had it in mind where they were like, it's you know there anything's possible. So we have to write this so it doesn't feel final. But it still feels yeah. satisfying. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was hard. And that room of people, they they there's been several versions and several, um, you know, different groups of people in and out. But that season four group was a really, really good group of people just to hang out with. And we did fuck around
0: so much. I mean, <laughs> it was it really was like my favorite job of all time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the best. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, last last fangirl thing and then we'll move forward. But <laughs> I <laughs> uh I have to tell you that we would not have this podcast if it weren't not for you, well, um, because you I mean, not not literally you, but <laughs> yes, literally. I mean, yes, literally you. That's like I uh, I feel like I found my favorite murder at a time when I was really kind of frustrated with stand up and feeling really stuck and um, had been doing it. For a while, like I felt good at it, but wasn't feeling good about where I was or what was like just kind of being in this cycle and um, we had been kind of Lisa and I had been talking about wanting to do something with astrology because it was just something that we would talk about a lot and all of this and um, hearing you guys talk about something that you guys were just enthusiastic about and you loved and you were already talking about just kind of opened up this thing, I think in a lot of people's brains, I'm sure I'm not the only one, um, but it was like, oh, this is a, a thing that you can do because we're already good at talking and being funny and being entertaining. And that it's like, it doesn't have to be a pod, like a comedy interview podcast thing for it to be comedians talking about a thing that they like. And it was, uh, it was like really the blueprint for us starting this podcast so i guess just thank you for doing your thing we
1: we definitely wrote it down when we when we were like having our first meeting and stuff of things that we aspire to and um i know for sure you've gotten me through some dark moments i know probably a lot of the listeners as well some of us like to lean into the dark when things are dark and hell yeah so appreciate that
3: (laughs) oh that means the world to me you guys well that's i mean You know, I think there's something to that. Uh, That idea maybe doesn't or in the past didn't come to women as quickly where it's like, yeah, I can just do it because I want to. I'm I'm interested Mm -hmm. in it. Therefore, it's interesting is Mm -hmm. maybe not something all women are raised with or all women uh, get um, confident with. And so I think george and i we just when we met had such a spark of like we, we we're like foaming at the mouth talking about all the <laughs> most recent like documentaries that had come out like the staircase and all that and it was just that Ooh, thing where we're the just staircase. like i mean you could just talk about it forever okay wait who i
2: which way do you lean did did he do it or not do it as a spoiler can we we can spoil? it's happened already right it's old yeah it's old yeah. like like I think think of old things and I'm always like spoiler and they're like lost
3: came out in 2007. I'm like but don't tell anyone. (laughs) This is just opinion. I mean that's the that's kind of the point of it is it based on the documentary. I thought he did it. We recently had his defense lawyer on because his defense lawyer um, started there. He and his wife who was a reporter on that um case Mm -hmm. and they met and then she uh got her law degree and now they're both lawyers who work for um people who are uh people who are wrongfully convicted and so we had them on and we were like okay tell us what we tell us what we're wrong about or whatever and he was just basically saying there's all this stuff you didn't see in the documentary about that was just bad process you know trial process or whatever mm-hmm.
1: but I've gotten in fights with friends about this <laughs> staircase yes it's because a fight it's a, it's a fighter one it's friends that believe the owl
3: I know <laughs> and <that laughs> I'm just like, like me I can't
1: I can't that is clearly a legal tactic yes and I can't
3: as someone who, like, believes in the Loch Ness monster for real, I still yes. don't believe in the owl theory. Like, it's it not to say it's impossible and could never happen. Anything is. But if you start going, because anything's possible, an owl made her fall down the stairs and get oh. these, you know, right. mortal wounds in her head, it's just like, please, can we be a little more simple about it? But, I mean, look, mm-hmm. it's like it's the kind of thing where, you know, What we think is interesting and compels us to talk to each other
0: is valid, and I think that that by itself, well, is is important. I Mm -hmm. hadn't even thought about it either in terms of like, and not to make it a like women men thing. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) But even even this idea of like, you know, you already feel a little bit kind of not not everybody but I know I always feel like somewhat apologetic for being in a stand-up space not anymore but definitely at the beginning when you're like I know people kind of don't want to hear this from me so the idea of giving yourself permission to just talk ad nauseum uh you know even before we were getting on this where we're like yeah we could talk for hours where it's like there's something that feels really I hadn't thought about it as as kind of like the power of just like, yeah, this is interesting to us. And so we're going to talk and also not judge ourselves or not uh, assume that people aren't going to find this interesting, even though so many parts of society tells us that like, oh, that's girl stuff. That's boring. That's, you know, who's going to want to listen to you or being the on? or right.
2: being the expert I'm doing in air quotes. Yeah. Too. I think a lot of people think they can't begin because I don't have a degree in astrology, which is also kind of made up. So like, like, <laughs> I think there's, those things of like if you just like it you can start and then you become the expert that's how experts become experts like I but a lot of times women aren't allowed to or don't feel like they have to have the expertise before they start where like starting can get you the expertise
3: Or just that you can have an opinion and like opinion is just as valid as expertise. Like you can sure Mm -hmm. learn all the stuff in the books and do base your opinion on you can base your opinion on tons of facts and history and study. Or you can be like me where you don't really pay much attention to anything (laughs) and you just fucking say how you feel and then see what happens there because that's also valid too. like. I think it's um, these days what I love is I see it more and more. And I think women are being raised with it more or coming into that more. And it's much more common where it is that thing of like, yeah, what? Let's all stop apologizing and just do what we like because there's clearly audiences out there for for Mm -hmm. everybody Mm -hmm. to talk about whatever they want. And there's and not everyone has to like it. That's the mm-hmm. thing I used to always say where people are like, yeah, I hate that fucking podcast. It's like, go and do and yeah. be like, God bless you and go hate it elsewhere because who gives a shit? I hate your stuff too. Like it doesn't, <laughs> this is not a consensus. We're not, no one's looking for a consensus. Everyone's not supposed to be interested in horoscopes and everyone's not supposed to be interested in true crime. It's like, do what you fucking want. I don't give a shit about baseball cards and I never will, but I don't think they're useless and I don't think you're dumb for liking them. <laughs> (laughs) it's your thing everyone has a fucking thing
2: different strokes for different folks best show of all
3: time
1: (laughs) (laughs) specifically i think it does weed out the people you don't want to talk to when you start something that you know maybe it might not be within your friend's interests or especially in stand-up comedian there's so many just like dudes that don't they aren't going to even like click on anything or look at anything that's not what they're doing yeah and so kind of having that thing where you're like oh this person like noticed they might not be into astrology but they support me and like having those things happen kind of weeds out those shitheads anyway so that's kind (laughs) of nice
3: yeah and you think about the people that you kind of I used to always have this panel in my head of people I was afraid would judge me and I didn't like any of the shit they did but it was still mm-hmm. this, it was like this thing that I hung over my own head. And I think that's a common thing, you know, where you just kind of decide who the haters are and then what you're going <laughs> to do about it, where it's like, it's, that's not a good way to spend time. It just is a waste of energy.
0: That mm-hmm. thing in your head, that's like, in order for me to be successful, I have to like, change these people's minds mm-hmm. instead of like, to like, if I could convince these people to like me, then who couldn't like me but really it's like no those are the people that are just never gonna like you and you probably don't like them and that's not who you are actually after it yes. just feels bad because those are usually the people who are kind of vocal and being like this is right dumb. but everybody knows that those are the people that do the dumbest most uninteresting unfun like those aren't fun people that you want to work with or be around or anything you want to be around people who are are passionate about it doesn't even have to be the same thing but it's like people who are enthusiastic about the things that they like and are are enthusiastic about people being enthusiastic
3: yeah and kind of open like I think there is I've definitely learned this because in being in my 20s and the 90s was very it was a very terrible and damaging experience for me because <laughs> the whole idea was everybody was trying to be cooler than now and everybody was trying mm. to out kind of asshole everybody else and what I love is when the inner kind of and millennial kind of generation took over there was this thing of like it's about like it's about talk about what you like because that's really what's more interesting and I started to understand that like anyone can sit back with their arms crossed and be like this sucks and that's what everyone did when I was 20 um, and that's what I thought was a great way to kind of go through the world and then being older and start, starting to go like oh no it's, it's way more fun to go like Does it suck or am I scared? Does this suck or am I threatened by it somehow? What could I like about this? What do they like that I'm not seeing? Why am I closing myself off to this? Like, do the fucking mirror work and you'll have a way better time. (laughs) Uh Um,
2: This, it's, I don't know if anyone's rewatched Reality Bites recently, but (laughs) rewatching Reality Bites with, you know, this whole Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn and Aquarius era of the 90s when, you know, when I is like, Oh my God, it's, he's the yuppie. And uh Ethan Hawk is this like greasy scrub and they're all like complaining. I'm like, your rent's cheap. Like what's wrong with this yuppie that like treats you? I think he does get bad in the end if I remember, but either, but I just remember watching it feeling like I could see how this felt like so pressing at the time. And it's just funny to see this in comparison to like now and also the very doom feeling future <laughs> that we're like heading into as well. Um, that's just just You just like I just flashed and saw reality bites when you were talking about this. Yeah. Where I was like, like, yeah. why couldn't the yuppies and these greasy Houston hipsters get along?
3: Because <laughs> that was the only chance you had to be cool was like the weird used smelly shirt or dress you had on and Mm. like prove that you like pavement by wearing the ugliest (laughs) shoes you could or whatever it was also (laughs) it was very difficult to have style to show that you were smart or cool or hip like it was all so effortful and (laughs) i think we were Mm. all tired the our nutrition was very poor like Mm -hmm. it was just a it was kind of it was like that where and nobody was getting the most vocal people like you're saying are the the negative people so that was what you heard of like you know that's where that whole like are you even a fan name three of their songs that was that Uh, was my 20s that's every dude and a lot of women that I met like that's a lot of Mm -hmm. people
0: where it was like prove it prove it prove it and well that's interesting thinking of it uh like astrologically when it or i mean not even just astrologically but also like historically of the 90s being this kind of like real boom period to when really you kind of could have not i want to say because i know this isn't everyone's experience for sure this is you know uh but but when you have access to like all of these things that you like it is kind of hard to set separate yourself that way or like prove anything if anybody can kind of like get uh has access to things that are quote unquote cool like Mm -hmm. how do you tell who's really cool and that to me is very like sad is very Aquarian and Capricorn of like (laughs) tests and kind of like uh you know did you actually put in the work or did you do this but also this idea of like these things taking so much time but also that wanting it to look Like you don't like the whole grunge aesthetic is I just threw this on, but it has to be the right kind of thrown on. It can't literally be, I mean, it can be dirty in some, in some ways, but not in other ways. And like, just the Mm -hmm. way that that actually takes so much more planning than just going with what you like. And, uh, and so much
3: self-consciousness like for that kind of like, Oh, I just shop at a thrift store who gives a shit. It's like you clearly give so I gave so much of a shit. that i was beside myself the for a fucking decade yeah
1: i think too we've talked about on this podcast before neptune being in capricorn in the 90s and i just i think that capricorn is so much that i'm the best i'm the best grunge i'm the best fan of nirvana i'm the you know and it's that like competitive where now we're in this kind of Neptune Pisces thing where it's like, ah, everyone can enjoy everyone's stuff. Like it's okay to just (laughs) dabble a little. It's very, it's a very different stylistic feeling.
3: Yes, it Mm -hmm. is. Having been in both, I am so relieved. It is so much more fun and nicer now.
0: Damn. Yeah. Do you, do you ever find yourself, this is something that I was thinking about um recently like with I feel like I think I think about the internet so much like (laughs) and not in a healthy way in a way that it like truly destroys me um but like the the I don't know if machinations is the right word but do you find with um a bigger like supportive audience do you have like do you have any imposter syndrome about that or do you ever find yourself being and not judgmental of your fans but judgmental of it through your own lens. like not of them as individuals but it's like i i sometimes can be like because the internet is so far reaching that it's like oh well these people don't really know that same thing of like they don't know what they're talking about they if they like this they're probably these people like i it's still i guess it's still that kind of panel of uh imagined haters yes to the gala that? of haters now they're real yeah.
3: there's no it's not imagined <laughs> but i will have to, i will sure say <laughs> that it's it's funny that now it, i i accept that as part of this weird you know that podcast took off in the strangest way so quickly and in the beginning, Georgia would be like, look, we're number one on the whatever chart. I'd be like, stop looking at that. It's going to stop. And then you're going to have a nervous breakdown. Like, you can't get involved in that. Please don't. It's going to go away. And I kept saying that to her. And then like six months later, she'd be like, we're still not. We at and I'd be like, no, no, no. And then I finally had to give over to like, this is happening and whatever. And mm. there was a... Left, I would say kind of a leftover 90s thing of I'm used to being the underdog I worked for years and years um, as a stand up and kind of like got myself nowhere for many reasons that were absolutely on my own the, my own responsibility um, then kind of went into other things so there was always this thing of like I only saw myself as like the un like like a seek someone's secret it like you guys saying you know that you're you know having a fangirl moment is just I love it of course that's why we all get into it but it's very surreal because I always watched all my friends have that experience and all these people mm. I knew. And I was just like, eh, I guess I'll just be a writer and not have that, not get that juice, but I'll just go and have more control. And I love control. So that's good. Oh, so, we,
2: we know. We right? hey. <laughs> that
3: and was going
2: like to a, say, this Leo moon likes a fan, <laughs> likes a fangirl.
3: <laughs> it's, it's, that, re- it's nice, but it is like a, it, the changes it has just led me to do lots and lots of shadow work on myself because Ooh. had cuz basically i had to fucking deal with it and be like well this is how it is now so you can't push away something that great like
0: you can't argue something like Shit. that yes i i think a big a big like lesson is just like oh well that's none of my business or like it's not that's not up to me my opinion doesn't matter i had that (laughs) feeling kind of early on in like relationship wise where it's like if this person likes me and i keep being like no i look gross or whatever that's like a really rude thing to say to someone's face so even if i don't (laughs) feel like that it's none of my bit like my opinion of me is kind of none of my business if it's going to be in the way of what you're doing and it's good to take
3: in other information and be like how about just that loud evil voice in your head doesn't always get like center stage like let someone else let you know that something is good or that they think you're pretty or that they think you're fun or talented or something it's like get out of your own narration of life and let someone else do it every once in a while
1: yeah like mm-hmm. have you ever seen like an auntie get like cat called <laughs> like or just like an older woman where they take it in such stride and like <laughs> it really like lights them up not at the cat caller they're not like oh thank you sir but like they tend to just be like have like a fun clap back or some kind of fun like thing that they say back and laugh and have a nice day about it yes and like not not to encourage cat calling in any way but i just think that <laughs> okay if we can if we can take that horrible thing that happens and instead say oh, i must look pretty nice today and feel nice about ourselves and you know have still have
0: nothing to do with the cat caller obviously yeah yeah i got i got cat called okay so i've been helping uh my brother-in-law uh with some like shipping project things so basically i was going to ups i had got a handful of boxes and this this group of guys in a truck like pulled up uh next to the street as i'm like holding all of these boxes all arms you know uh full and the guy was like do you want some help and i just was i just was like no thank you and uh kind of kept walking and he was like are you sure it's free help and i definitely did not think that they could hear me but i said there's no there's nothing free <laughs> <laughs> but they <laughs> But they did hear me, and then they started laughing as they drove off. And I was like, I think that's—I uh, don't know if that's as graceful as, as like the the auntie who really feels empowered by it. But I did feel happy that uh, they heard the the joke at least, heard the tag. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking of like my auntie, I guess. but yes. I'm sure everyone's had no, seen I've that seen happen, people- like at the grocery store.
0: Yes, I feel like it's it's almost like the um, being funnier than the other person. Like, your response is funnier than the, the initial joke or whatever, when the, heck, when the heckler owns the comedian.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and also well, just the grace of someone that's been around the block that's like, of course yeah. you like my ass. Like, it's the yeah. greatest ass there is. Bye. And it's not yes. a big involved thing. Yeah, yes. I think that's well,
2: and more. And getting older, hopefully, as you get older, you get more time to process your Trump. like I think if I got catcalled in my like, teens and 20s it would like weirdly I'd be like yay I'm getting positive affirmation which is <laughs> fucked up and then in that mid-20s of like now this has ruined my entire day and now like with therapy shout out to my therapist it's like okay <laughs> I can like polite not even politely see there I'm going like moderating myself I'm like I can just say like cool fuck off or like or just I don't know like I think how we're receiving We've received so much information now, time after time. So yeah, auntie's going to have a great clapback because she's used it 12 other times for all the 12 other idiots that she's encountered in her life. And- and she's you probably oh,
3: gone through way worse <laughs> shit. So it's like yeah. a dude yeah, down exactly. the street yelling words is not the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. So maybe it would have been or was in when you were 18. Right. Now you're 50 and you're just like, it's actually kind of nice to be seen. And also whatever his negative intentions are, are his own. It has nothing to do with my life. Yes, Moving right. on. My aunt,
1: my aunt does have stock lines. Like she always says, um, when people ask how long she's been married she'll say 30 years it feels like 30 minutes and she'll <laughs> wait a beat and then she says underwater and <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest thing
2: yeah I'm gonna hit on your aunt next time I see her
0: <laughs> there's something about that I mean yes all right well Let's let's talk. Some I got astrology. Astro qu- I got astro
2: questions. I mean, Love it. Tor- We, we, we know have a Taurus legend know. right yes. here. So
0: yes. we're in the. I'm in the bullpen right now. Um, <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the rodeo clown, I suppose. Um, matador. Yeah, the back or the matador, depending the the rodeo. Uh, I was like, I'm I'm riding all these bulls. That's what I was going I was to say. Julia's
2: a Sagittarius with the half. The, human half like horse i could also see it being like a sideshow freak show uh you know like coming out and be like hello my tauros
0: (laughs) but we know we know you know you're taurus (laughs) we know you read your horoscope but (laughs) has that has that always been the case what is your relationship with astrology have we uh are we long time long time fan or is this a newer thing tell us about it um i would say this uh being a kid in the
3: 70s where i remember a hairdresser that my mom took my sister and i to one time Like I got my hair done first and then my sister was getting her hair done and I was hanging out. So another hairdresser at the place was like, what's your sign? And I was like, Taurus. And then she drew the symbol for me and was she was super into astrology. So she was like basically explaining it all to me. So there was that kind of like that that was definitely a presence in childhood and I think I've always, like, read my horoscope, like, the in the newspaper, like, that mm-hmm. the real basic one. Then when I was older, um, in the free paper in San Francisco, there's an astrologist named Rob Bresney. I don't know if you guys have ever read his. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he's great, and it's just very kind of uh, – it's a real paragraph for everybody every week, and it's very um, – it's just very kind of – interestingly thought through it's always like there's a quote from somebody or it's Mm -hmm. like a real um he he kind of explains what's going on you know in like the universe or whatever it's called um (laughs) why that's why things are affecting you the way they are and what you can think about um Mm -hmm. uh, so that I was always into yeah because San Francisco has their they have their Uh, astrology stuff on lock there's some good stuff to get into it and then I guess lately my sister does a thing where almost every day she'll send me my horoscope because she follows a bunch of um astrology people on Instagram so she'll be like oh look at this one it's really good which makes me laugh in quarantine there's always one (laughs) I think I tweeted this where I was like there was one that was basically like you've missed a huge emotional opportunity and I was like I'm just fucking sitting here watching tv (laughs) like how that's not fair but yeah recently the thing I was talking uh, on lady to lady about was just I think it's because I'm so at home and i talked to about eight people and that's it you know like (laughs) that i started getting so into reading my horoscope and also i discovered all these amazing astrologers on twitter and all these accounts that like say really Mm -hmm. cool shit and the way they do it is really fascinating so then it, it just got into like three times a day I was checking my I was checking my horoscope to be like what about now will I be like, what's gonna happen now and it but it really felt very helpful it wasn't um it was like very soothing and kind of like fascinating because there are some things that felt really true and and mm-hmm. felt really like the accuracy is what kept brought me back every time brought me back for more so it was it was and it's just kind of fun.
0: Yes, I agree. I think it's like something that seems when you first uh, like kind of resonate with you, it feels magic uh, or like where it's like, how could someone possibly have this kind of insight into me? Like, how are they, how do they, how are they in my brain? And then you kind of keep having to go back because you're like, I want to see this trick again. Yes. (laughs) Like, and keep going. And then you're like, all right, how are they doing this? Yes. Uh, And then it kind of becomes more, but then I think it's just like anything. The more you get into it, the more you can kind of rediscover some. It's now, now it's not magic in the way that it's like seems outside of it, but it's like, oh, that's wild that this thing still can function in all of these different ways and then the more you learn about it the more you realize how many levels it can function on and everything and yeah. and
2: and we're in a golden age it. of astrology twitter there's so many good yeah, accounts so many I rem- good accounts i remember seeing like all of like our like past guests and astro friends being like karen followed me fuck like so astro serious? twitter yeah astro oh, twitter yeah. was really happy so i'm what i'm saying is like i think astro heads and the true crime folks there's a lot of inner like there's a lot of intersection and they because they're into the weird you know yes. like it's it's fellow weirdos and there's and there's parts in astrology that that talk about death and that talk about mm-hmm. uh why people our, are the way they are and, right yeah and right. why who,
0: habits and and kind of certain yeah all of those kinds of patterns and things and also um we just had kara and lisa uh on and we were talking (laughs) about svu and this kind of thing but i think that it wasn't something that i had really thought about until preparing to talk with them about their why they like svu but also i think this idea in keeping with our conversation of of like empowerment and uh self-reference and stuff that i think a lot of the kind of um stuff of true crime is like learning to trust your instincts when something seems wrong yeah. or mm-hmm. that like there are things like we we do just know if something's off and that's okay and it's like cautionary tales of not following those things not to victim blame or say that it's that those things can be avoided because i think that's another kind of lesson in learning about true crime too is that you can also do everything right and, and still have awful things happen to Absolutely. you. But it is this, this understanding of like, it's not, uh, like we also can't hide and never go out because these things happen. So how do we, how do we deal with them? And I think astrology can be a way to, for people to process in a really similar way that to, to kind of making, making friends with and immersing yourself in such like, awful things I think also gives you that to go out and be like well I can I can do my day it's not as bad as this thing or here's how someone else handled something really awful can I apply that in this instance what can I learn from this and and mold to make my experience on earth better entirely it's almost like um
3: if you were in an improv it's like You want to know who the other person in the improv scene is and you want to know what they might do and you want to know what the suggestion is. And then you want to know what you know, how many chairs are on. It's like every single piece of information is going to help you uh, play the reality as it comes to you. And maybe Mm -hmm. not like I think I lived the first half of my life because I was a pretty serious drunk in my 20s. Um, And so when I got sober, I had all this anxiety that was totally unprocessed and I had nowhere to go with it. And it was Mm -hmm. very (laughs) it was a very difficult, strange kind of adjustment thing that I then started just kind of like going. You ran away from something for so long that you actually are fine with. Like you didn't give yourself even the chance to be to try it out and be good at it. It was always like get the fuck out or get drunk and disappear and then it doesn't matter you know what's happening so I think there is that kind of it's a soothing it's like it assuages your fears it kind of wherever you can get confidence and calm you fucking get it whether it's because you think a certain thing is or isn't going to happen that you know what could happen whatever it's it's just that kind of like how do I read the world that is this improv
1: stage I'm on all the time Absolutely and I think specifically (laughs) today there are so many people who have like a very modern take on astrology and a very easy like easygoing writing style that isn't negative that doesn't push like you know false narratives and all these things that we we do to ourselves and of course like with all of this kind of stuff talking about you know weirdos and and the occult and true crime and astrology like of course you found like solace in a a san francisco astrology writer like that's the person who can embody all of those things i mean san francisco is the place for all of those things that come together so i think it makes total sense yeah well
2: and something I know we definitely have talked about before is I think a lot of people enter in because they're interested in themselves, right? Like that's, and then you're interested in like maybe who you're dating or who you're fucking. And then you realize, oh, this is good for everybody. Like this yes. is good for my, <laughs> yes. like who I work with, who I like have to deal with, like my boss, my this, and oh, their mercury placement, how they're communicating is squaring off and is intention with mine. That's kind of good information to know. Maybe I'm going to, maybe I'm normally going to come in harsh, but I'll be softer to them because I'll get what I want. Yeah. (laughs) Which Mm is, I mean, it's just cheat. We talk, it's like cheat codes in a lot of way. And it's not, again, it's not going to be, we have free will and we have life experience. It's not like destined, you know, you have that, but I just, I love what you said about, you know, being, you know, finding sobriety and that because you're North. Are you familiar with the North node? No. Okay. So Okay. Just had to start. And, before I, go in. The, before I go to the north node, I just had a. Are you familiar with your natal chart as a whole? Like, do you know your sun, moon, rising? Where I are we? I do.
3: It, only because for a little while, in the same way that I have gotten into this kind of almost feels like a new astrology to me which I yes. I should also say the majority of people that I find that have those accounts are black astrologers and yes. I, I find what I I always felt almost like I was creeping on those accounts because there, it felt like a lot of like y- like it was black women talking to black women like you mm-hmm. you're going through this thing you've seen this before da 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 and it was like uh, which was a really beautiful thing to kind of watch but I was like but I need some of this too. Is like <laughs> so, well, support and pay your black yeah,
2: astrologers, that's everybody. Right. That's right. get that money stop... going. Yes, <laughs>
1: the white astrologers could stop stealing from them too. That's oh, yes. that that's, right. that's like has been happening, and also isn't you know it's not fun to see. So
2: yeah, yeah right. there's been a it's... big there's been a big drama. There's been a drama, lot of astro oh, I drama saw drama, so. in my oh in my <laughs> lurking.
0: I've been watching some of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> with all things in the world right now with the internet and stuff there is a need for things to be like useful for people we don't want like interpreters the same way that someone did at a different time when you want it to be really like uh to feel like it's being channeled from some oracle by someone who has access to this thing and I think that like there is just a a this is like good advice from people that have good advice yes. and mm-hmm. that, it, that is, has gone largely overlooked uh, historically, systemically and all of these things. And it's like, who better to ask, how do you um, overcome things or deal with things that are difficult than the people that are dealing with some of the di- most difficult Masterful. aspects of our society? Yeah, Like yeah. that's, who I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear from fucking Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> about how to handle <laughs> something that's someone real, you For know, real. like, Oh, I don't, I can't handle something like Gwyneth Paltrow because I don't, I don't live her life. And it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, again, not, not in a way that's stealing or anything like that, but I think we're seeing a really power. Well, the gate, the gatekeeping, the gatekeeping yeah. has
2: been strong and long oh yeah. God, uh, for, for, for a long time. And I think a lot of white astrologers that have been in the mainstream also act what you're saying, Julia, as mouthpieces to God when it's a fucking language that anyone can learn and we, we can all teach each other and share. And I think the dynamics of the capitalism of astrology and who gets to do astrology and who gets to say what is shifting and that's what's really cool and powerful about now and black astrologers are leading that yes. and mm-hmm. uh you know just and like every fucking movement together. in the united states yeah. Yeah. Yes. i they're was like
0: just together. like all of just like just all, like everything all of everything yeah <laughs> but, but it is also right, the yes, north the north, the north
2: node, node. I, I so the north <laughs> nodes is like ecliptical point in your chart where the sun and moon's paths hit so it's not like an actual object but it's like a, a point in a the mathematical sky, point. a mathematical point and it's said to be so, like the north note is said to be something that you're here to like your life lesson some people you know use karma that's a you know can be a loaded word but it's just like the soul's journey of the now and yours is in Pisces in your third house and I just thought I wrote a little note because I was looking at your chart and just jotting notes and I was like oh what a nice reminder to be kind to your mind and kind to your thoughts and it was just like this just va- like yeah and it's like i just thought that was like a sweet release of the virgo flip which is the criticism right that thing that's like hammer down no and pisces can also be really known for substances and for um being lost you know going into the mystic mystic and magic but in a way where it's like i don't want to be in reality so i think it's that cool reminder with pisces that we can bring magic into actual reality we don't have to escape reality we can live a magical reality and. And just be sweet to ourselves. So you just said a few words, and I was like, "This is like triggering my Pisces North Node." node and I just had had to share.
3: <laughs> Can I ask? So is that that's my North
0: Node or everybody's? Yes, your North Node. No, that's your. So North Nodes um, are something that you will have. Everybody has a North Node, um, but they're different. They're not like the the inner planets, which move pretty quickly. North Nodes stay the same for about. Uh, like two years one and a half years because that's the point where the eclipses happened um, like the the during the year you were born Mm. Um, so everybody born within I would have to like look at where the the actual eclipses like started and ended for you but it's like within a, a year two year two year period everyone will have the same north node okay um
1: I also share your North Node in Pisces, and I also love drinking and partying and, you
3: know, (laughs) me
2: me too, me too, like, you know,
1: and one of the biggest lessons that I've kind of tried to teach myself through Pisces North Node, and I'm sure you already know, but it's like, there's so many other fun ways to escape that like read a book or meditate (laughs) or like things that aren't harmful that can still take you out of like that panic perfectionist. What did I do? what's going to happen tomorrow stuff mm-hmm. um and it's it's a lifelong lesson but you know yeah, it is it, it really it is
0: well and that's I mean the north node is something that's like a theme that plays out throughout your life it's not one where it's like oh your north node's in this it's like this is the kind of the reoccurring lesson that we're the time that we have to learn in all of its forms in order to like truly learn it's like that you're not done until you're done kind of thing I think that Pisces North Node is also really cool because you've talked about kind of transforming uh your career in different ways too and kind of being where you need to be or go kind of changing as you see the need to do so and that's very Pisces North Node which is like being able to kind of not be one thing. Pisces is so boundaryless and gray area and both things and all things at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that definitely fits in terms of like finding, finding quote unquote success, whatever that means to you when you go sorry to like rhyme, be like go with the flow but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it happens we can't help it you can't get away from it sometimes <laughs> well, it's good. the right sometimes you have to go with the flow and say go with the flow you know I, what's funny about that is that I cannot
3: tell you how many times I've taught I've had the same therapist for like 15 years and so many times we have to come back around where she's like but you don't control that right like there's it's always this thing about Mm -hmm. control and about like that the idea of if you do like take your hands off the wheel that you're basically just maggie simpson and -hmm. you're pretending you control things and you fucking don't it's just for your own comfort and whatever and that if you can actually allow yourself to learn how when you don't try to do it watch the world do things for you and toward you and with you like that is, I mean, I've only been able to absorb that, like, in the last four years or something of, like, I I might say two years, actually, because it's so hard, <laughs> you know what I mean, to not go, we have to do A, B, and C, so we keep doing this, and we did whatever, mm-hmm. and then it's just, like, or oh, you could not do anything, and the same things are going to happen, because yeah. that's actually how it is, really, if you just fucking unwind your irish catholic ass for five seconds but Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a tough
0: one that's why it's a life lesson because there's all these different ways once you learn it in one way then you kind of get comfortable there and then you have to learn it the next way and be like oh this is that same thing again i thought Mm -hmm. i had this under control but nothing's under control yeah and Uh, on
2: the (laughs) and on the on the flip with the south node because that's going to be in the sister signs of like pisces and virgo because they're the polarities each sign is like has their opposition that being in your ninth house too of like the ideas we cling tightly to right because Virgo really wants it done and you know get back to the, like holding up the building with my bare hands it's just earth sign stuff right like earth wants to see the tangible results and Pisces is that mutable water that's like can be put in a cup or it could float on the floor or it could be missed we you know like all all of the things so they need each other though. We can't have, you know, we can't all dump one into the Pisces box or one all into the Virgo box. But I think that's, what's fun about astrology. It's like, Hey, checking in. What if we did things a little more Pisces today? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that just be wild? And it's like, wow, that would be wild. Something fun to all recommend to, to anyone that's listening. And also to Karen is astrology dice. I don't know if you've ever seen them in the astro universe, but they're, mm-hmm. I use them every morning and I just roll them and it's, they have the signs, the planets and the houses, I'll roll it and be like, okay, what's the vibe of today? And I'm like, I'll be like, oh, Leo moon in the eighth house. Huh. Okay. Any problem, anything that comes up today, maybe I'll just try to like, what would a Leo moon person in the eighth house perceive this thing as? And it's just like a nice way to again check in and put ourselves in other people's shoes a lot of time. I think astrology like I mentioned, you can come in from like a very self place, but also a very societal place too. So just some fun Astro sidebar shit for anyone that like, <laughs> well, and you know, some you, fun toys. You do have
1: a Leo moon yes. in the eighth house. Well,
2: oh, that's, I, I couldn't, so it, that, I, that is, that is your, of an example. Yeah.
1: And then I think, well, you also have the Scorpio Neptune in the 12th at 29 degrees, which to me is so mm. film and television. I mean, it's all that stuff that is really connecting But without I mean you're connecting but you don't even know that you are you're through a screen or it's not you know you don't get to necessarily see the reactions that you create uh some of the time in that and then I think that Leo Moon it it really desires to actually see those connections so doing live events and for your podcast and all that kind of stuff and especially the eighth house is all occult stuff so or you know talking about death and all that kind of stuff so it totally makes sense for me
2: wow Mm -hmm. Yeah. The eighth house is like all the, like, it's called like, you know, the house of sex, death and taxes. And that's where your like emotional spaces. But in Leo, which is interesting. Cause like Leo is that like, it's the sun, right? It's the star it's the fixed fire. It's the star of its own show. So I think too, there's still this, like not getting lost in it, but like still having that like se- space of self and like, I don't know. I like, when I, I, my like chicken scratch notes to myself, like, oh, independently in the muck, you know, like it's very like <laughs> in the sea, in the sea of others, but still like, like standing tall, like I'm he- like, but I'm here. Like, I a shirt not just- that
0: says <laughs> <laughs> independently in the muck. For real. <laughs> I'll do it. I- <laughs> make, make it
1: somewhere, right, someone at us um no i, <laughs> I like, like you also have leo moon hair for sure like yes mm-hmm. great hair just thank like full-bodied always looking good thank well, you I, I mean all that
2: venus too i mean yeah. you have the you have the taurus sun mercury and you're born during a mercury retrograde so i had a question about that oh. for you because it said we, we're in mercury retrograde right now. <laughs> mercury retrograde, I think, is, like, a first thing people learn about a lot of the times, too, when, like, like shit's happening. It's like, mercury retrograde. <laughs> it's theorized that mercury retrograde folks don't feel mercury retrogrades as much as the norm, like, non-retrograde mercury-born folks. Do you, what is your take on mercury retrogrades? Do they fuck up your life? Yes or no? I... Are you aware?
3: <laughs> um... I feel like the thing that when I'm aware, you know, there's that website where you literally, that's called, is it, is Mercury in retrograde? It just says yes or no. (laughs) That makes me laugh so hard. That's like one of my favorite like things to show people. Um, I feel like I hear about them coming and I try to remind myself, be careful what you say. I know it's communication Mm. in general of Mm -hmm. like the or trap, you know, like, um, be careful driving yeah whatever oh yeah but for me it's always what I say because my mouth is what's always gotten me in trouble all my life or out of trouble but for the most part (laughs) it's like don't try not to say it you don't always have to say it um Mm -hmm. so that's the one thing I always bring into it but I can't ever tell uh because I can't ever remember to do it, so so I can't ever tell like if this is because this of what the you know this time is, yeah. or if it's just my usual bullshit where I can't. Uh, it, it's very recent that I've been able to just like I what I do is literally hold my lips closed Whoa. when things are happening that I don't like, just so that I don't have a real time reaction. That's like my newest thing, but it's very recent because it used to be. I, I've had memories where I'm like, I'm talking, what am I saying right now? And then I'm like listening and it's like, Oh shit, I should not be saying that. Like that used, that was definitely be, the before time. So it's like, now I just can be quiet. And that seems to be like a miracle
2: when um, you're physically clamped down. So yes, exactly. Since <laughs>
1: I'm sun is my kind of, your son is kind of close to your mercury too. And I just wonder, I imagine that you're good at Memorization. How do you feel about it?
3: I think I am. I'm definitely. I definitely remember things better seemingly than other people because I'm always saying like stuff to my sister where she's like, "How do you remember that?" And I like details and stuff from childhood or long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, When it's actual, like if I have to memorize lines, I panic. Um, Like I always. I'll work on it and look at it, look at it. But then when it comes to actually saying something, I, t- I, this voice in my head is like, no, no, that's not it. And then I t- have this weird panic. So I feel like I'm good at it if I would allow myself to do it. But there's a lot sure. of, uh, very loud voices in my
1: head. How about, uh, like songs? Cause you do have Venus and Gemini too. You can, can you, when you hear a song, do you know the words? Yes,
3: for sure. Yes, that's yep. way easier because it's yeah, it is easier because <laughs> yeah. there's no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes.
2: I know well, that Gemini, Venus, Mars um conjunct in your in your seventh house of partnership was just like that's one just to forewarn you. when you Google things like it's like Gemini they're out and about what a flirt can't tie their asses down um
1: I don't- yeah it's like you'll never I remember the first time I read it and I was like crying I have it too I was like it was like you cheat on people and you're I'm like hey this isn't me
2: that's not fair but I but I think it's just like interesting to hear you say it. I can see myself talking but it's just going because Mars is just so is the action a lot of the time and it is in that very uh mercurial chatty gemini also there with venus that values the chat too and then taurus it, taurus is just our fixed ass earth ass down ass practical that just that knows this is trouble and gemini is like hmm, well let's explore that shall yeah. we like let's <laughs> let's see what level of trouble that could possibly be because mm-hmm. i've seen it all and now i can rank it and i can do those earthy things with these air things and 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 sort it out.
0: I think it's also cool cuz you have that Venus Mars conjunction in Gemini opposite your rising sign which is Sagittarius which is one of uh this podcast's favorite rising signs. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> cuz it's yours. I- no, none of ours. <laughs> no, I'm, a Sag- like I'm a I'm Sagittarius sun but not rising. Oh, Sagittarius okay, okay. is a fu- it's a fun rising. Like I It's I'm a I, but I think it's interesting <laughs> that idea too of this kind of like being like, oh no, I shouldn't have said that or that sort of thing, because it is that like, um, opposite thing of like, here's how I'm coming off, but this is what I'm actually like, not, not in a I'm hiding it way, but also like, Don't believe, don't believe this. Like here's, I'm going to actually say something. I might come across as very together and and chill about things, but I'm maybe not as chill or I'm still going to say it. I'm still going to call attention to this thing. I'm going to say the opposite thing that I should say right now. (laughs) That kind of action where it's like, because that's how we get to, I think that like in the muck stuff, going back to your Leo, your Leo moon in the eighth house of, uh, to, for lack of a better term other people's stuff and I think it is also like where do I fit in within the context of everyone else's stuff and I think that can be both a like uh curious kind of provocative energy or it can also be uh one that's intensely interested in other people's uh senses of security or what do uh, what does what do other people do i think uh an exploration of of serial killers specifically or heinous crime committers to <laughs> me is very uh leo moon in the 8th house because it's it is this idea of like what uh what made them them or like mm-hmm. wh- how how did someone get this what 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 would promote? So like, what would, what would uh, make someone do these things? And that to me is very much that understanding of like someone's identity within uh, other, other people's influence, but also your own identity within other people's ideas too. Does that make sense at all? Anything I said? It absolutely
3: <laughs> does. Well, cause it felt like there was four things, but the one in the beginning that you were saying is a thing that is, I have, Oh, I, uh, uh, like Anytime uh, I started a relationship, like someone actually made a move, which uh, is very difficult to do with me because I'm super I. I could be deeply in love with someone and they would never know. That's how every single time a guy will be like, I had no idea you liked me. And I just be like, Yeah, that's fucking right. Because why (laughs) would I exactly how I wanted it? (laughs)
4: My
2: plan has
3: worked. Yes. And so it it's funny because there is part of me that like will say anything, you know, but it's but not when it comes to stuff like that, because it always has felt almost like I, it, it described it this way the other day and it was kind of after I said it, I was like, well, that was kind of dumb or dorky, but it's almost like that to me, there's a sacredness around that of like, flirt. I don't think I'm flirty because if I like someone, it almost is like, it weighs on me a little bit. Or So there Mm -hmm. is that thing of like, don't put that up on a person or don't, um, you know, I don't know. Just like it's, it don't cause a problem with something like that because that's a really huge thing. So just don't bring it up. Don't bring it up unless you've got a full on, like someone is absolutely, you know, giving you like the landing lights and it's very clear that there is somewhere to actually go with it. I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by people who flirt and who are just like, say stuff directly to people that they're attracted to. I always think that is like heroic and amazing because I just don't, (laughs) there's something in, I have the confidence to do a bunch of other shit and Mm -hmm. like, and I, and I'm a bit fearless in all these other ways. But in that way, I think I'm, I think it's leftover from, or at least my personal theory was drinking in high school stunted my growth in some of those ways where I just didn't have, Mm. the experiences to kind of build on. So it was always like, I just don't, I'm not sure what to do. So I'm just going to go home or, you know what sure. I mean? Or just get blackout drunk and then whatever I do is well, none of my business. Well, that business.
0: makes sense. I think in just in like a literal, you know, Leo is fixed fire. And that I think is also like a kind of um, one one speed intensity with our emotions too, where it's also, it's not one that's like, really it's like we're cooking we're we're keeping the water boiling, we're doing this, but it's not like real it's not out of control in this we're trying to keep an even kind of temperature so that I think to me definitely fits that, but then also this kind of weight of that uh in the eighth house of like when do you put all of your stuff to someone to like what's and and coupling that with like what's okay to share with someone else who can then like this control I think with control and power and that Mm. eighth house to me is very very powerful and you also have Pluto on I was gonna say this Pluto
2: these Pluto aspects too that we're having with with your Taurus placements and with your Gemini placements when we're having this square off which is a 90 degree tension to Pluto which is like are you an all or nothinger Karen like that's what I'm also that was a I think so okay because Pluto can sometimes influence that and it's it's because Gemini. This this is what's fun of like dissecting a chart. Because if you just read Gemini Venus or Gemini Mars, is gonna be a flirty, you know, flirty thirty and fun. And it's like, wait, I'm, you know, ninety and like, and, and in the grave. What is this? And a bummer. And it, yeah. <laughs> uh, flirty, dirty, and what? Um, and I think that square is that tension we see that in astrology where it's like Pluto is sending tension to that flirt vibe. That's like, well, if you flirt, you might be stuck with them forever. So just a heads up, just a heads up from me. And then Taurus is kind of chill with being stuck with someone forever, but they do want it to be the like quality, the good Mm -hmm. someone, the right thing. So you have these interesting aspects to Pluto that is up also on your midheaven, which is a career sector, which we'll talk about because I have some interesting stuff about the premiere date of my favorite murder. Cause there's some really cool stuff that happened in your chart on that, on that date Cause you, you mentioned earlier, like it just kind of blew up. I'm like, Oh, I'm not shocked. You're looking <laughs> at what was happening in the astral weather. But uh yeah, I just, I, sorry if I cut you off, clearly, but the Pluto, the
0: Pluto, we both th- got went to Pluto brain like right away on
2: that. Where it was like Yeah. Oop. I
0: think, I think that also is kind of like outsized control and also an idea of outsized influence or impact that we have on people not in a like you know again no questions to your actual legitimate success but this idea of like if I say this thing I could destroy someone potentially or I can (laughs) I can overwhelm them I can do that like I have this and I think it's all in that kind of control power balance axis of like how much knowing that you do have the ability to 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 control some things if you want in an emotional way not in a actually I can stop things from happening but also knowing like that you have a lot of power you have you're you have intensity and you have this at your disposal and it's not one to just be wielded lightly because not only is it not taken lightly but you also don't feel lightly necessarily or like say even if it's even if it's something that you don't intend to be super powerful it can come across that way and now you're responsible for that kind of like how that landed when that was not i didn't mean to throw anything there i'm not yes. like start, now i have to clean up this broken thing that i knocked over like i was just trying <laughs> to have fun it's like, very
3: <laughs> much like um anna paquin in x-men you know where she's yeah. like she is
0: like freezing yeah. hands
3: right isn't she the one that like freezes people or yes. she kills or them fan? out right yeah yes it has does. that no feeling. she's hers it is, is that, that yeah yeah it's that yes it has that vibe to me where i'm kind much in the same way that, like, oh, I'm talking. I didn't realize I started talking. It is that thing of like, uh, I, th- I think I get what's happening. Now I'm doing this thing, and it's actually too big or too something, and then mm-hmm. and now I fucked it up, and now that's dead forever or something. That kind of thing where it's like the um, the stakes are insanely high. Always in my mind. And they yes, well, mm-hmm. we you do play. have
0: this trying to Saturn. And your Mercury also with this, uh, or I'm sorry, not trying. It's square with your with your Moon too, which I think is very like um, pushing things to the the end. What's the word that I'm thinking for? I was to say like dramatic thinking, but it's not. It's like uh, destructive well, in the sense of like uh, worst case scenario thinking. Fixed.
2: I was gonna say fixed is very finite, so I yeah. think it does think in like real life consequences too. Where I think other modalities of signs don't have that like uh I guess consequence right like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like what could actually result from me liking this person or hating this thing or doing this or doing that
0: Saturn also is consequences and and like results so I would imagine do you feel like you um probably growing up did you get in trouble pretty regularly (laughs) for like saying something it was like swift yeah all the time (laughs) (laughs) that's where it's. I think it's also that thing too of like oh even though we're now like in a business where you're supposed to be able to say you know the most outrageous thing I think you can still have that in your mind of like no well someone can say the most outrageous thing I get in trouble for saying an outrageous thing even though that's what we're supposed to do but yes it's like I'm the Mm -hmm. I um, am from a loud talking
3: family I'm always the loudest person in a bar in a party what you can hear me always and it's just that's how I was raised and that's what everyone else in my family talks like so it is that kind of thing where yeah if people are talking shit I'm the one people are going to hear even though everyone else is doing it it is that that is my history for sure
2: I have a Taurus oh Oh, no go go Go. I okay well it's a Taurus Mercury question back to it because you just hit on like a very like common trope for Taurus Mercury of like having a loud voice Taurus is ruled by the throat too so like that's where like singing and talking and like doing vocal type things are very common. But also with that natal retrograde, too, sometimes it's theorized that those folks can be great writers too, because they have this memory bank of like stories and history and like what you said about your sister. What's your sister sign too? This is the astrology. She's fan. a Leo. Oh my uh, that moon. That moon That's coming cute. through. Um, but I was gonna ask if you feel like the word nostalgic. Do, do you have a nostalgia core to you or does nostalgia make you want to puke um,
3: oh no I like t- it you mean like um you mean in general or just like personal history
2: it's like maybe both maybe both I think the thing with natal mercury retrograde folks since they have that memory bank to uh to write right, I think they can get lost in old journals really yes. easily <laughs> is like is the working theory so I was curious if like I don't know, like even like objects having really like high value of like memory and history. Like it's yes. just all those little things, especially for tourists, because we like stuff. Let's yeah. <laughs> just let's just talk about it. We like things. I, We're also, Venus here.
0: I, I say not before to cut you off. You also have a beautiful singing voice and you're a very talented musician, too, which is another Mercury retrograde signature. Thank uh, you. Those ways of being able to communicate that aren't finding ways that aren't talking yeah. to be able to communicate what you're doing continue yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again just having to having to sing that was phrases. a good that was a Thank good
2: you. caveat i love. Yes. that was necessary information i don't know i don't know if
0: everybody knows that but get it out no. there the albums and, yeah. for
3: sale on this special thing records
0: um oh, link in show notes link in show notes have it on vinyl <laughs> it is excellent oh i, right, oh, so I know I, that
2: for my vinyl
0: yeah i right. was just
2: we're see i need stuff
3: we're coming up out with um, because the the old vinyl that was orange um, sold out because you know everyone wants vinyl these days so yes. the new one, we're yeah, gonna baby. make new ones, and they're um, I think a, bol- a beautiful olive green this time. Yeah, <gasps> earth I'm not tones. Yes, earth tones. Yes. Uh, I was just gonna say I've definitely had dreams multiple times where I'm in a thrift store and I walk up, you know, in the thrift store where they have the case where you can't touch things because they're a little yeah. bit more actually valuable than the rest. <laughs> yes, of the I about to say the H. I was about to say the h <laughs> H-M-M jewelry beans yes, Exactly, like <laughs> an old Polaroid camera or whatever. (laughs) I've had multiple dreams where I walk up and my stuff from like when I was five years old in my bedroom was in that case. And I was just like, that's mine. Can I look at that? And it's like, and in the dream, I don't like, I don't actually think. The stuff I was looking at was literally like I was having memories, but the things represented things where I was like going like, oh, my God, I need that back. You know, like an old Jack in the Box toy or whatever. Choose a dress, whatever, where it's like it was so meaningful. And like I can remember Aww. every moment of that dream. And I had it fucking eight years ago or something. There's I definitely have that and like my grandma's old jewelry box and this kind of these little pieces that um Mm -hmm. remind me of things that's a big thing so
1: cool i love this that's so pisces neptune in the 12th to me (laughs) or uh, scorpio neptune Mm -hmm. in the 12th house uh yeah i i did also notice while looking at your chart that there are some things that you do have in common with serial killers, which I love <laughs> because we, I all think it's, do. we all do. First of all. And I think it's such a perfect representation of what we were kind of talking about before, how, you know, you can lean into the darkness in certain ways, you know, you could actually study serial killers instead of, you know, becoming one. And like, you can learn about murder through like watching documentaries instead of like, you know, hurting animals or however people start, um, and I think, I think of, that's
2: how they start. Yeah. That <laughs> is. That is. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> one of the things that a lot of well most of this information comes from joannewickenberg.com. Um Joanne got some information from the FBI regarding a few serial killers, 44 chart natal charts of serial killers Ooh. and um, one, Where's uh, the
0: movie I want to see? Yes. <laughs> for real. For real. Where's the uh, Lifetime Docu yeah.
2: series? I will subscribe. The mo-
1: most ser- serial killers have the sun or moon in either Capricorn or Sagittarius, but a lot of them also have the rising in Sagittarius. And an- another thing is a prominent Pluto, which I mean that that is almost kind of too on That's the nose for astrology stuff, but it's it's um w- Pluto is a death and rebirth planet in astrology. So it kind of almost makes too much sense that that is one of the things, <laughs> but you know, I think that it's such a good representation of how we can see those things and, and be around them and actually bring light to people instead of darkness. So
0: damn, that yeah. just reminded me, I have the same birthday as Ted Bundy and. Okay. <laughs> And I have sun in Sagittarius and moon in Capricorn. <laughs> and, and Pluto is very strongly aspected in my chart. So I do have like a straight up serial killer chart um, in a lot of ways, I guess. Um, Julia, what's
2: under those big blue chairs? That's what I'm
3: wondering. <laughs> have you seen that? There's the one that's just the basic. Um, is list. it your son when it's the one you know from your yeah. birthday? Your
2: birthday, yeah. yeah. So
3: it's all the serial killers, and I think they're all Gemini and Virgo, if I and Pis- remember. And Pisces. And, and Pisces. I have, it's, it's the mutables. And I have that I little list. Not, it's yeah. mind-blowing. There's no Tauruses on there.
4: But
2: the I Tauruses
1: think- are too lazy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We or don't too- want to do it. It's or, a lot.
2: No, I think it makes sense that the mutables, because <laughs> yeah. their asses are going to get caught. That's well, the other thing. I oh, think the Tauruses are going to be too good. The Pisces,
1: at it. Yeah. they think they can get away with it because yeah. they think they're unseen. Which is like just because you know your crush doesn't like you back or whatever, that doesn't mean people can't see you stab somebody.
0: <laughs> well, but mutable <laughs> mutable also just is able to like. And again, this we're painting with very broad strokes here. We're just talking about sun signs, a whole chart, and also we know again everybody has. Serial killer aspects or whatever yeah. and it's No what but this has been it. a number one requested but, Thing for us too they're
2: like tell us yeah. about the Serial killer astrologers. But I, I like, think it,
0: it really go, It really just goes to show That it is this kind of like ide- It's changeable identity If we're talking about a mutable oh. Sun sign it is someone who is able To change their Shit. identity In ways what they are able To exist in multiple States or they're hiding their Real thing their they're having a the duality, lives, whatever, mm-hmm. but also this idea of being able to kind of like make your own rules, so to speak, or being able to see things in a way that is not black and white, that allows you to decide that you are, you know, in, in, entitled to take lives or whatever. Again, I'm mm. saying that that's all mutable, but that's it- a
2: good theory. I it, like that theory. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it it's, makes it's, sense. Again, it's not all ser. It's not all to say that that's the only thing that mutable energy is good for, is being serial killers. But I am not it ever seems to lend.
2: It seems to lend to it, maybe, mm-hmm. if anything.
0: Imagine
1: yeah. if we were saying that, though. <laughs> the yeah, guys, let's get the word out there. Are good for. Look, <laughs> let's get him pre-arrested. <laughs>
0: is like uh what's that minority report or whatever Yeah, exactly or the (laughs) pre-crimes just like
2: guns don't kill people pisces
0: kill people (laughs) (laughs) that that's on a shirt well
2: that's like it makes sense because what we're talking about too there's three modalities of mutable the people that can kind of go wherever the fix which is taurus and leo scorpion aquarius that are like i am who i am try to move me and then cardinal that are the the starter so it makes sense that the people that are starting and going and the people who are staying maybe aren't dabbling in like this very complicated like i don't know there's i whatever you said i'm just saying ditto too and i think it like that modality since we're just seeing so many on this on on that list that karen's talking about that's like i think it's been around the internet for like some years now of like it is very like these are the main famous people you've heard of and it's all it's pretty much all mutable which is just wild
0: that's also not to say that other zodiac signs do not commit crimes i think every every
2: zodiac sign everybody
0: does but i think again if we're speaking specifically about serial killer there is a follow through that's necessary and also like a, a going back and forth of these things you have to like go and also adjust you know you see these people learning how like oh getting the updating, the, informa- the, yeah, yeah, updating yeah. the thing it's not like actually this is the thing I'm known for it's like no we got to <laughs> see what works and right and, oh. and adapt and, and mutate as we go what what you start off as is not what you end up as and yeah you know
2: damn that's right
0: sorry mutables I'm speaking as one but yeah.
2: Um I also don't want to astrology explain too much to Karen but I have to ask <laughs> are you reading for your rising sign when you're reading your horoscopes
3: Yes that's j- something I just learned about and okay, that's cool. because of the Twitter uh, astrologers that I've been following speak to that where there're times where it's like um I Because I have the thing where it it brings up Taurus every time, but then it'll be like Taurus, Aquarius, Libra, and da da da, and where I'm like, why are we all in this? All right, well, so (laughs) I sometimes could be actually reading things that aren't for Taurus Sun, but Mm. um, I'm just some like because I what I love too is when people just kind of talk about instead of only doing um the actual reading but then sometimes people just say make statements that you're like oh that's good to know and one of the things was someone said you're uh like your rising is better gives you better information about whatever the thing was and i now i can't remember what it was but that's when i was like oh i think that's for me it's leo which makes me laugh because oh, then it's like, so I should be reading my sister's horoscope this no, time. No, Sagittarius. 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 Oh, Sagittarius. Okay. Yes. Leo. I mean, read, read
2: read Leo for fun. You know, like why not? It's your <laughs> moon and and it's your sister. So you'll get a lot of insight. But yeah, it's just your rising. It's going to set where all the planets are today in in terms of your chart. So it's going to give those forecasty sort of things a lot of like of that depth and breadth i mean i think it's good to read them i end up reading like all my shit in my chart of like i'm gonna read my my sun moon and my rising but the rising if you really want to know i think like timing sort of things though that's like the chef's kiss of reading horoscopes okay and
1: then the the ones that tell you you know what horses are like and stuff that's always fun like the sun sign stuff i don't like the ones where they tell you you know Six different signs are going to have the same day because you're like, well, that's half the world. We're yeah. all, it's <laughs> yeah. half of everyone. I don't think that could be possible. But, but sometimes things are aspecting all different, uh, like all certain mm-hmm. signs at the same time. So
3: there was I'm one, like- there was a graphic, I don't know if you guys saw it. It just made me laugh because it's things like that where I love uh, like an infographic that teaches you something super fast. Mm -hmm. and it because it was around valentine's day and it was basically um where is your heart for all the signs and Mm -hmm. so it was um like for my for leo the it was a huge heart over the head and then for say i know what you're talking about did you see it so like the Taurus the Taurus did it have pizza it had a piece of pizza as the heart like so (laughs) everybody else has hearts like around the head or all over the body or wherever capricorn had none which made yeah. it, I was like, Ew. keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. But then <laughs> Taurus has a piece of pizza where the heart is. And it made me laugh so hard. I'm like, God
1: damn these eating disorders. Uh, yeah. That that means incredible. I love that one. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. It made me laugh well, so hard. I I think too, and I think you brought up, you know, something valid that Taurus does get wrapped up in food all the fucking time. And I think a good thing of remembering like that food is that easy replacement of like, the good stuff right like and not for a lot of people food isn't the good stuff they're like you know dealing with their with their shit as you know as is so I think um no you just touched on like an interesting point because I think tourists can just be like why is everyone just saying I'm eating like shit all day (laughs) like how do they know me uh like what are they why are they watching me through the window so I think (laughs) tourists just is really like wants pleasure right like and it wants things that are you know it wants the nicer cheese it does want the things that feel like it's it's all about the senses and touches and and I think too since I'd be amiss if we didn't just go ham on Taurus stuff right now like what do you like being a Taurus? like are you into like Taurus culture like have things about tourists felt good for you whether that was growing up or or more now as you're kind of venturing in the astrology internet
3: land I mean I have to say it it I have felt uh it that it is it suits me it like is mm. what i've observed you know i've like the stubbornness which like i know a lot of people say that where it's like yeah everyone's stubborn or everyone it everybody has a- these aspects but it's like but they're like some of those memes where it's like like basically if you try to tell a tourist to hurry up they they'll literally stop moving that that oh, kind yeah. of stuff is absolutely me Um, you know, that kind of thing. You can't hurt. I won't be hurried. It infuriates me to be hurried in any way. It, it like, it gets, it gets under my skin. There's certain things like that, that I find hilarious and fascinating. Um, and yeah, the sensory things where I used to, cause it used to be There, the like the newspaper astrology would always be like they like wildflowers, and I'd be like, no, I don't, or whatever. But then, like, but it's essentially things that smell good because when something smells bad, it's like I simply can't be around this. Like, I will leave. (laughs) I will leave the area. Um, So that (laughs) sensory thing, I do feel like I have that very strongly. Or how Mm -hmm. something sounds or whatever. um.
2: Comfort, I think, is another one for tourists that we hear. Like, it needs to feel good, like. I don't know if any of if, if my tourist sisters here relate, but like for me growing up, like socks was a big issue as a kid. Like if <laughs> yes. socks felt weird, yes. I couldn't. Fun- if I had that,
1: that lace that would like dig into your ankle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, like so the days over the
2: days over, like uh, as a child, I would just be at my mom would be like, where are the socks? And I'm like, I
1: can't. Yes. It's,
2: grating, it's grating my soul. Like it's not just grating my feet. It's like and in, it's like an ASMR would maybe be like the closest thing well, of like feel feel yes, things.
0: It's I'm I'm constantly surrounded by Tauruses, which is I just talked to <laughs> this at like one of the reasons why I think I kind of got into astrology is because that's like it's not supposed to be a good match sun sign wise, but I just cannot shake them. And there's a number of reasons why. But what I think of Taurus is because I never like the stubborn uh this stubborn description because I'm like, that's like not, it's not the right word to me. It's not that, but I do think that Taurus likes things that are actually nice. So there's no, like <laughs> you can't fake something tasting good or sounding good or feeling good or something. If the, t- if the fabric doesn't actually feel good on your skin, it doesn't feel good. It's not about what it looks like, or this it's like, is this actually nice? I don't want to fake nice thing. I don't want something that's like a good I mean or, ex- a, a or good, expensive too because I think that gets wrapped up in tours is like they only want the
2: expensive things like if it feels not, like shit then I yeah. don't want I don't want the expensive.
0: Right. yeah that's what I mean where it's like it's too much to say like oh they're uh like image what what's the word I can't even think of the word now because I've banish this so much stubborn materialistic. materialistic materialistic is right right but i'm like it's not it's yeah it's not the money it's because oftentimes when something is more expensive it's because it is an actual quality that you can see it's yes. not because it's the brand it's not it's not that it's not the image of it it's the experience of it the sensual the sensualness of it and it, mm. it's made better and it lasts long and like if you get a jacket
3: at like say close time For me, it's not going to look good on me because I have big tits and a big butt. So that the it's not going to get cut right. It's the the lines are going to be wrong. Like I need to spend more money on it so that it's cut nicely and there's like that there's quality going into the item so that Mm -hmm. I can be comfortable in like how I look or how I feel with the thing. Yeah. So it's it's less like I don't want. I you know I don't want there was a purse that just came out did you guys see that purse that was the horoscope or the astrology purse but it's by no. uh I don't know if it was by Prada or something yeah I, I saw the purse so fucking tacky where it was bad I was wondering what you're gonna say and I,
2: I had a feeling we were going the bad route so yeah. I'm glad I was I was scared for a moment it was
3: just but things like <laughs> it was that like were-
2: constellations and it was really fun and it just, like it and you,
3: but it and was yeah, It, it didn't look like, functional
2: either, but I guess that's not the point. It was Piranha. like
3: borderline bedazzled, but on like, sorry to say a brand and it wasn't that brand, but it was like a Prada bag with a bunch of silver moons punched into it. We're <laughs> just like, yeah, who would do this good. as opposed to like a really good purse. That's really nice leather and a really nice color that lasts you a long time.
1: Well, mm-hmm. I think purses well, too are going to be when you do find that jacket or that purse that you really love, you do... You do develop brand loyalty in those things and oh hell yeah. Really just and then you know it's kind of the I'm same. I'm buying
2: three pairs. Right. And then
1: <laughs> with the with the friends and stuff too, it kind of becomes the same thing where you're like, I have these, I've collected these this really cool group of people or whatever, or these things that I really love and that make me feel good and in obviously a different way than stuff does, but it it can feel so like it can feel so hard if one of those things doesn't work out, like with friendships, if somebody turns on you or you feel like, you feel like I've given you everything. <laughs> it's that really committed, loyal um, person. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And and the Do same you- with serial killers. Like sometimes people just
1: <laughs>
0: rot and turn on you. Do you have any questions about Ooh, your chart? Is there anything you want to know? Anything you've been confused about or anything upcoming you'd like some insight into Yes,
3: I like upcoming stuff. I mean like that all okay. that stuff is is super cool. I think the um it's nice to know the detail stuff and the kind of, you know what I mean, like I that's very uh it's fascinating and it's like to to know all those kind of specifics because I I was I remember sending you that um chart on Your the other, other thing where I got I got it on like tarot.com and i remember when i got it i was just like i just paid like nine dollars for a thing i don't know what it means or how to look at it (laughs) like thanks for this cool symbol and then all these details that and a bunch of it looks like geometry and it's making me panic and Mm -hmm. i don't want to deal with it it. also i i
2: I say this i've said it before i said again i failed geometry twice (laughs) i somehow understand this shit it just (laughs) It's the thing, I think it's this ninth house stuff that we talked about before with even Pluto, or we'll get to you a little bit more. Is like when you start to just dig into the stuff you like, right, you can, you figure, you figure it out. You get um, it, yeah. You don't it takes time it. and it takes, and it's good to have like things like this where you can have conversations about it and go through, you know, for if we have new listeners for anyone, like you can go through uh, each episode of the signs and the houses and the planets and it's just. It's archetypes and formulas and angles. And then you put them all together and you can start to kind of go like, well, when the moon does this to the sun, do you feel like this? And it's like, oh, yes or no. Like, and we can just start to do that social Kinsey type experimenting too, of just talking to real people about their real life chart. And if this clicks or what does not because not everything's going to click. Also, not everything's supposed to click because we still have life to live. There's still (laughs) stuff to come up and still things that are going to happen. So not everything's for us to know right now either which sounds like a fake woo answer where it's like, you don't know the answer, but I think that's like an actual like real life thing. Um, yeah. All right. yeah, I so think
1: for upcoming, upcoming stuff, yeah, I'm looking, I'm mean, looking at the
2: transits right the now myself. I can I, screen share too. Um, so yeah,
1: go um, ahead. The thing oh. that I noticed first is that there's a Chiron return happening in your fourth house. And so maybe feeling some sensitivity about family life or um, I mean, obviously with the pandemic stuff, this feels- I also can't screen on- share
2: just because oh, the thing, but no, you're recording, so don't mess with okay. it. So don't, don't worry um, about it. We'll talk about it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I guess um, any sort of sensitivity in the family or home space, which I think we're all feeling after <laughs> having a year locked inside. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess that's something to kind of look out for. And, and because you have Chiron and Aries, it's about kind of finding love within yourself and just- that all that stuff that they always say, love yourself and, and, you know, I don't know, build your, your you that you want your
0: family to be and all that. Mm. Do nice. you feel like you're good at, at, um s- like, I was going to say, spending money on yourself? It feels like a, <laughs> if, I mean, that feels like a dumb question after we've just talked about all of this, this tourist stuff, but are you, are you good at, like,
1: letting yourself have it yeah
0: letting yourself
3: have it treating treating thyself yeah it's you know what's funny that's a really good question actually because um right up until uh we start getting paid for the podcast I was even though I did have good writing jobs and stuff I was really I fucked myself up um through a series of mishaps with the house that I used to own and mm-hmm. I was underwater on my house and actually oh. right up until we, it, it, the timing was truly like the 11th hour and 30 minutes. I was in foreclosure <laughs> in my house Oh fuck! and in a full panic, it was like a combination of, um, I got divorced and then I didn't do my, I, I thought my ex was doing our taxes cause he did them as a, for us as a couple, but he didn't do my personal, um, co- wow. I had co- a corporation. And mm-hmm. so I, I just didn't submit my taxes for my corporation. And then I freaked out. Cause that was something my father always warned me about of like, never, never let the government have an inch. You know what I mean? It was like, never yeah. let them whatever. <laughs> and so then the next year I didn't, do my own taxes and then I couldn't refinance my mortgage. So the so my Shit. mortgage payment just kept what, what year was this? Can I
2: ask? I'm looking at past astrology things. This, and you don't have to reveal um, if that's like No, it was 2010.
3: It was basically from 2010 and then it just it grew in uh being fucked up for like i didn't pay my taxes for like four years oh fuck and so Karen. it
1: grew and then Karen, like... are you our next president <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy thing was so it basically was the worst uh part of my um getting writing jobs and working all the time because people are like I really respect your work ethic and I was like really well then just put yourself and do in extreme debt because that was <laughs> 90 percent of it was I absolutely had to pay these bills and then after a while I couldn't and then it was truly up until like I was fucked and I didn't know what to do and then I remembered that when we very first started Georgia was like we got to make t-shirts that's like half the game and I was like sure I don't care like what I, just, I was so like this is just one more thing I can't deal with this is like one mm. more project I can't and so we did and so she was she would just every time we would meet to record she'd be like hey, so, okay, it's all, because it was all going through her bank account. So she'd be like, so this is how much we made this week. And she would just kind of, like, show it to me. And she was keeping it on, like, this little notepad in her kitchen with a pencil. And it would just, like, I would just watch the number grow. And I'd be like, all right, cool. And she'd be like, just let me know if you want any. And then I was like, sounds good. I know She's like, we have to figure, we have to put it somewhere else at some point. But it was just, like, it was all happening at once. And so she just, like, kept kept it kept a tally so right when i went into foreclosure and i literally had a week to get back out i called her and i was like can you give me of that money on the tab can you give me 30 grand and she was like yeah i'll wire it to you right now and i had no idea that that's how much we had that we had oh, made fuck. that much that i was like wait a second i can well, give and it probably eight. more
2: if she's if she's giving you the 30
3: too right exactly huh. it was like but i was like oh shit i we've somehow this changed while i wasn't paying attention where it was like this isn't a hobby and this isn't a whatever this is a business that we are in that Holy we fuck. set up kind of accidentally so all that <laughs> is to say what was the fucking question well, oh you're,
0: you're probably getting used to
3: it yes now, so it was a which... very hard left turn it was very difficult so when i finally got everything i got all those tax uh like man do not get behind on your taxes do not do it And then if you do... Back season's
2: coming up, everybody. You got to solve it.
3: You got to solve it because they will ding you on these um, penalties where you're paying double, triple, quadruple they just the penalties keep going up like I had no idea how bad um what I was doing was I was just kind of frozen and freaked out sure yeah
2: so I finally
3: got all that sorted out and then basically I didn't realize I was too scared to spend money so for a long time Uh, makes sense my (laughs) my uh the accountant was just kind of like you just don't spend money do you because I'd be like (laughs) I'll go to CVS and I'll buy five lipsticks and like and that's me going crazy but other than that Mm. it was just like I have to prepare for this to happen again was my mentality for so long so just recently that's been starting to change where I'm buying like nice things for my house or like changing my house um and doing different kind of things where it's like it's a bit spendy but
0: it's like all to the value of the house investment that's that's i think that's like right on for what i what i interpret these transits to be for you right now because since you are a fixed sun a fixed moon um the big thing that's happening right now is is jupiter and saturn are both in the sign of aquarius Saturn will be there for the next 3 years, Jupiter will be there for the next year. It'll dip into Pisces but then it'll come back into into Aquarius. Right now we have a bunch of stuff all, besides those two in Aquarius, but also we have Uranus and Taurus for the next 6 years or so from it's now. like 2025 it's been, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's been in there so this isn't one, but but fixed signs in in this year and the next kind of 3 years and then that Uranus and Taurus period are are all of your fixed placements are going to be kind of getting different angles from these transits. This Jupiter Saturn in your second house down here in Aquarius, um, specifically right now, is in is is opposing your Moon. So I think that we're getting this kind of idea of like this is this is what was safe for me now, but my real life. Uh, circumstances have changed so we're again that's exciting but it isn't necessarily one that is like an easy one because we have a lot of programming that we're used to doing but all of these transits to me are the things of like this is a cool time in your life where I think you're gonna see the the, lit- the literal circumstances of your, of your life are going to be the rubric by which you're able to go, oh, this patterning isn't working anymore. Or like, I don't need this anymore. Mm. I mean, like you said, you're in therapy, all of those things. It sounds like you've already done a lot of that work. So this to me Looks more kind of like you're gonna get to enjoy these things. This Uranus and Taurus is in your fifth house of like pleasure and fun and luck and romance, romance. But can be, can be. Are... It doesn't have to be, but it's <laughs> a little little romance in
3: there. It's... It's... Is it romance.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> are, we look- are we looking? <laughs> are we looking? <laughs> I'm like, but it's. I think it's those things that are like fun and childlike and just, just for us, which can obviously lead to r- relationship if we want. But certainly, it's just kind of. Um, making sure that our you're not quite no, we already had that, I think. Um the like reevaluating what actually we enjoy doing and <laughs> how can we how can we make sure that we are um, you know, Uranus Uranus and Taurus is is um Taurus doesn't like change, so to speak, and Uranus is this planet of like radical revolution, quick change, um, like getting rid of the rules, real rebellious kind of energy. So when Uranus is in Taurus, we kind of get this um, different kind of like stubborn rebellion, I think, which is like, no, again, this idea of like, does this actually work? Does this actually feel good? This isn't change for change's sake. This is change for like the... That we can use, that we can do something with. So if the, if the things that are, you maybe are trying, you've been trying to change or you've been trying to do, even this in this idea of like, if flirting isn't fun, it's never gonna be fun. And that's not the way that we like have our fun time. Let's find the thing that works for us so we can enjoy because you are still entitled to pleasure and eroticism and, and enjoyment and sensuality and all of that. So let's really crea- it. Find- and creativity too. Yeah, creativity. Because the house is house
2: is just like- it's art for art sakes, not always for profit sakes too. So I think like, is it like, I mean, this is like the very basic suggestion of like, get an adult coloring book, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> those things that you do, like, I hate, I just <laughs> don't. Cut that, no, just kidding.
0: <laughs> it is that thing of like if that's something that we're enjoying to do, pleasure begets pleasure when mm-hmm. we're, when we're in that thing, when we're more in touch the more in touch we can be with the things that actually we enjoy doing, the more we open up and find that in all of these other realms. So we can mm-hmm. find our like adult coloring book. <laughs> or or for me video for me video games
2: I was like I try to commodify everything and I don't with video games I don't want to twitch stream it just actually turns my brain off and I go to my digital farm and I pluck my turnips and (laughs) and I zen out and it's like I would have never found that in the pandemic but I think just for Taurus folks who are all feeling this Uranus Taurus for a sign that doesn't change its mind very often getting permission to change their mind is kind of uranus revolutionaries Mm -hmm. and we don't have to explain ourselves we don't have to say why we change our mind we don't have to give the details of like well i'm sick of that so i did this it's like i just don't i just pluck turnips now i think i like
1: it it. like revolving like around our resources and values i mean we saw Mm -hmm. over the last year like you can only buy one of these products at so many different places in so many different ways and like seeing actual resources be be taken off of shelves and going into grocery stores and seeing empty shelves or in, in America that's just not something that we've ever had to experience yeah and just that idea of reevaluating those things in our own homes and it's like you know maybe not on the level of toilet paper but it's going through your books and like which ones really educated you and helped you grow and which ones are like taking up space and the same with like If there, if you really like, I hate my coffee table and I think about it all the time and it's a gift that somebody gave me when I moved because I didn't have a coffee table and I love that person and I think of them when I see it. So it's like a weird thing to want to give away, but it's just like, it just doesn't fit anymore because my, my room has changed and it's not about like that at the table or whatever but it's like thinking about those things and replacing things when we need to replace them.
2: you
0: had a good time with that table, right and
1: it was a resource and like it, it was useful and it still is but it's just like maybe there's something else that i really want there
0: it's- i also do think that we could see some some romance stuff too what are, we sing? Like, what are we seeing? no no Look, please go well, on we have the we started this by talking about the north nodes Mm-hmm. And oh right yeah, the now, mm-hmm. the north node is in Gemini, which is can is is in in your seventh house, and it's also pretty in between right now. Your Venus and Mars, which I think is just to me speaks to there's going to be again if we're if we're, within the context of this, like looking at where the circumstances of our life aligns with our values and where it doesn't. I think that we might be seeing some like. I don't know. I think you just might be pulled to to explore that. Not to say that it's like there is. There's for sure someone there, but I think that um, Venus Mars conjunction, which is what you have in your natal chart, not not where it is now, is already kind of this great concentration of value and action too. So I think that seeing where the North node is right now in Gemini, we're going to be like maybe seeing people in a different light or seeing people like present themselves, or you might be even just drawn to like an organization where you might meet someone or something, something where it's not as like literal as uh like, Oh, I'm online dating, but it's more like this alignment of. People things that are doing. Yeah. Doing things. Yeah. Doing things that are important to you because of what like, society or like the world at large is maybe calling us to and finding partnership there
2: well you're having all the eclipses on your ascendant and on your seventh house cusp of partnership and partnership also also relationships business partnerships just people we work with on a one-on-one level Mm -hmm. versus that eighth house stuff which is like like that deep partnership and then the 11th house which is like friends Friends, and community this is like like Julie and Lisa are my seventh. I consider them seventh house. People it's people
0: you're face to face with.
2: You're like, I know your middle names. We're doing a lot of stuff. Like <laughs> we have to talk about contracts. We do all these things and you're having yeah. all the eclipses are taking place here for, I don't know when the nodes will change again, maybe next year. So like end of, I, end of next year, end of next year. So this next year, every time we're having these eclipses, which is these portals, right. Of doors, closing doors, opening. I think it's just of self and other right like who who are we clicking with who knows people that you like the people they know even right where it's like you just you just run with a like you ever meet someone you're like I like your friends can I get to know your friends because it seems like you got some I'm getting very midwestern here. you got some keen folks that you run (laughs) with but I do I, I think those things are like You know, if you note them and you see them, because, again, Sag and Gemini are so observant, too. They don't miss a beat. So I think those are things to just little cues from the universe to take. Like, if someone met one person on a Zoom or whatever the fuck, (laughs) however we do things, it's just to, like, notice that you like what they're doing, you
0: know? Yeah, I think that that, too, because it's the eclipses that also could just truly be, like, we don't, that's what I mean, where it's like, I can't say when or where, but it also could be someone that you just meet and really instantly click with so if there is someone that you that you experience that with that it kind of happens weird which we know the fastness normal.
2: doesn't normally click we talked yeah. about
0: this earlier but yeah it's you i know. i would say i would say go with it because it is it, it 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 could just be like good timing
1: yeah what if someone just knocks on your door and they're like look there's a baby bird that fell out of a nest and I, I can't touch it with my hands because then the mother will reject it. <laughs> I can't
2: touch it with my hands. Can you unzip my pants? Can you, can you <laughs> get
3: your hands over here, please?
2: <laughs> I'm covered in salmonella from these birds. I don't know if birds have salmonella, but... I well, think they
3: do. <laughs> this, I wonder if this, and, and please God, I hope, none of these people would have the opportunity even to listen to this podcast. No offense, but <laughs> what's interesting to me is, so I'm having, um, things built in my house because they're, um, I moved here now it's two years ago, but, um, I moved from my other house where I lived with my ex and for a long, and then I lived there alone for a long time after. Cause I had this idea that I had to save the house. I had to get back, above water and the house from tax Mm -hmm. the house from
2: tax house yes that also
3: was bad vibes and when I moved out found out there was black mold in one of the rooms where I'm like oh Oh, has has this house been slowly poisoning me so I took Hmm. all this stuff from that house and moved it into my I basically just moved it into my basement and then took like the five things I needed and kept it upstairs and never went into the basement and got anything out of any of those boxes and basically kind of like started a new life in the new house with my new life. And it, and it has been so lovely. And then I was like, but I need, now I need some furniture and sit like I, now it has to, I have to make it my own. And so these guys have come to build this, these built in shelves Mm -hmm. and, it's that kind of thing where it's like, usually, you know, you have like people working in your house and you're just kind of like, cool, thanks. Here's the check or whatever. It's that like they're all milliners and woodworkers and they're all like the first day they came over to measure stuff. I was like. It's the most beautiful group of men I've ever seen. Cause it's oh, like, yeah. what? This, it's like the L.A. version. This is
2: hot. I'm, it, I'm
3: where every what, each right one of them and and they, and like several are married, and it's not like that, but it is that thing of like me just going uh, so many times in comedy. You'd just be sitting in the back of the room going, "I just fucking wish there." How do you meet a guy that isn't a fucking comic or that isn't an actor in L.A. or isn't in the business or has some kind of weird? you know tapping Mm -hmm. it or whatever like or installs shelves just something i mean like someone that yeah (laughs) that's someone that's just kind of like i made this fucking thing with my hands and i'm gonna nail it to your wall where it's like please do please do so there's that not that it's those people specifically but the vibe they do listen so be careful
1: (laughs) no but maybe they have a friend yes or whatever where it's not like in your house weird that you pay them person but like Maybe you can meet someone that
3: way. It's almost like it made me realize, and they are they're like people. almost like a symbol of. There's all kinds yes. of other people in yeah. this town, and I got really negative for a long time about like any person I meet is going to somehow try to what they're going to mm-hmm. be in this weird competitive or whatever. The I just it made me get negative about um, socially meeting someone, or and the idea of like online dating is so repellent to me that I can't even talk about it I have a
2: a theory about your natal chart that goes into this as well because you have your Jupiter in Libra in the 11th house Jupiter is the planet of expansion of it makes everything big now this can go this can go both ways right like let's just use depression for an example like it can make depression feel really big and hard to get out of it can also make (laughs) like you know romantic love feelings feel really big but you have it this really big social Jupiter in Libra in your 11th house place of community of friends of Libra is like that person that knows somebody that knows somebody and Libra is also very, it's that diplomatic, it's the scales, right? It can hold space for all types of folks and isn't going to judge on if you're like a a big wig Hollywood dude, or like a sexy woodworker. Like, it's like, it's like, I I'm intrigued by you all like come through. So I think, um, that's just like an asset that's in your chart that can know that has a really wide web. And I think if that Gemini flirty, isn't inherent because of that Pluto, like death sentence feeling, maybe (laughs) it's like through the, maybe it's through the Libra air, um, word of mouth. That's not as direct from you, but through your circle, like Mm -hmm. through like telling friends, Hey, I'm looking because then they start to send you know their little referrals, or telling the woodmen, like, "Hey, I'm I'm looking." I'm looking <laughs> that's
0: for- what I think. This is also that Pisces North note of like, you know, a a not a noncommittal like, oh, where do I find guys like you out in the world or whatever? Yeah, you know, that that's kind of a line. That's like, a line. It's not. It's not hitting on. It's where not hitting on saying, "Yeah, out. where
2: where, yeah, guys- where
3: woodworker <laughs> And hang I'm doing out? a lot of stuff with my shoulders yeah, as I say it. It's
2: like.
0: You guys-
3: don't it's, don't
2: home, it's home depot by the way
0: but it's <laughs> that it's it's that kind of like not like being like hey you sam who's building myself shelves right now are you interested in a date it's more like oh i like seeing all these strong men around like if you guys have friends not literally that but it's yes. that and and whether it be the symbol like you said of just awakening that i think that's that uranus and taurus in the fifth where it's and the gemini north node where it's like Even the idea of it, if that sparks something for you to go out into the world and find that, then that's, or even if it just awakens it in you and reminds you that it's there, that's what it's there It's possible. It's kind of like, too, like you're saying, it was that thing of like going,
3: oh, what do I actually like? Because for a long time Mm. I told myself I have to date a comic. They're the only kind of guys that would understand how I talk, what I'm like. I, how many times have you met a guy that wasn't a comic where you say something funny and they're like, "Whoa!" and they have that like <laughs> yes. uh, thing that where I'm like, I just never want to talk to a normie ever again in my life. So there, mm-hmm. I had this kind of lore in my head about the only type of guy who would ever pick me would be blank, 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 and I think through all of this, it is that kind of thing of like. I like it, or or this is something yes. that's really appealing to me. That's not based on jokes or sarcasm or shittiness or competitiveness or whatever. Where it's just like to watch a man build something with his fucking hands <laughs> and install it in your home is a powerful thing. That's like it more than um, I the story I've told myself about what I need or want. Where it really is me watching yes. myself learn. What I like,
0: or learn what would help me, or be Ooh, nervous. And that help. is the, again, that's, I think that is this like fixed sign lesson, whether it be just for this year or the next three. Again, there's like a wide, a wide, we got time. Birth, yeah. A <laughs> wide birth of time for you. That's, I like want to reiterate that of like, these are ones that's why it's like, if, if you don't necessarily, which it doesn't sound like you're particularly like, on a timeline to meet someone anyways. But I think it's these ideas of like, this this is gonna continue happening. So the more we can just be aware of like, oh, that's that's data for me to collect of something I like. That when when this eclipse happens and you just happen to like be at a dinner party and there's some guy there who's a carpenter who you'd normally would be like, oh, I, this guy would never get me. You can actually be like, hey, actually, this sounds great done yeah yeah may I show you my shelves yes (laughs) yes all of those that this is like so this might be more of an information gathering time but I think again it's all of the if you can set the intention to notice all of the times when you can see that like the circumstances in your life are either confirming or like disproving patterning Mm -hmm. like make set the intention to notice that and be like, this is good information. I'm glad that this is like, I'm glad that I'm in this. And maybe even in those situations where it's frustrating or where you're like, shit, I really don't like this to be, to do that flip of like, oh, thank you. I needed to know this. I don't know why yet, why I need this information to know I don't like this thing, but this is going to come into, in, in handy. And I look forward to finding out why I needed to know I don't like this.
2: Yeah. Well, and especially the Gemini, it's so much cerebral and, and the words, which makes sense of like comics and writers and, you know, those si- sorts of folks. And then Taurus, it's like, but can you pay a bill and hang a picture? Like, can you <laughs> actually do things that are, that help me also have more fun? Yeah. So I'm not the only one that's like, again, holding these walls with with my bare hands. And uh, yeah, I mean, you have just, just stuff going through your second house of money and this fifth house of pleasure. So psh-
1: I think yeah Yeah. there's your
3: prescription right
1: there yeah I also
3: think for a long time that whole idea of you have to love yourself first or whatever I was always just like oh really thank thanks mom's uh magnet on the refrigerator or whatever yeah but Mm -hmm. being forced in quarantine to just hang and be like I know who I love to talk to I know who my friends are I know it it is that Amazing lesson of like the place where I wouldn't allow myself to kind of buy into that idea. What was resisting that idea of like, yeah, have a crush on yourself. Get that feeling going of like, what am I? What's my deal? (laughs) <laughs> it makes so much more sense to me now where it's like yeah, yeah because then you can be the kind of person that isn't like bitter and snappy and 90s ish you can be the kind of person that's <laughs> just like yeah you want a piece of this shit it's the best like that yes. It suddenly Leo
2: moon yeah it's Hello. like
3: Hello. dawned on me in that way where you just like that's the it's a it was a hard transition of like in the 90s it literally was like arms crossed back turned and then you just hope to god that someone would you know like pick you Notice or you'd you, get drunk you. enough and kiss someone and you wouldn't remember or whatever and it's like yeah so all it all is making so much sense to me
2: well Julie, you, you mentioned earlier too because chiron uh this asteroid so it's not a planet it's an asteroid and it's an asteroid of uh it's called the wounded healer of pain and trauma uh we all have it <laughs> But yeah, you have it in Aries near your, eyes. see the most bottom place of your chart in your fourth house space of, of home of private space. So it's interesting that when Chiron has returned to Aries and you have that in your natal chart and we're very much alone in our homes, um, this is a time to, so again, astrology can sound cheesy. Mm -hmm. It is a very much a self check-in healing time of like, who am I away from? Like, I mean, I don't know if y'all, I'm sure everyone here maybe feels this, but like how did we do all this stuff I know. before? <laughs> yeah. Like how there's so many people, like I'll not unsee what, how they've been during this time. And like, <laughs> yeah. and like just all the things and just like really feeling like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of cancer placements too. So I soak up people's energy really easily and just having it like be away and just be myself. It's like, Oh shit. Like this is really grounding when I'm not like subconsciously swayed by everyone else's decisions around me. And I, mm-hmm. it's hard to not unsee all this stuff. And I think you're real like with your chart in particular, Karen, having Aries Chiron and we're in Aries Chiron time right now. It's just, it's Aries is like, you want to go let's fucking <laughs> let's let's trauma. Okay, I've been waiting.
0: Let's go for. Her. Let's do it. I just want to say because I'm a Scorpio oh, Mercury. I, I was gonna say I'm a Scorpio Mercury, and attribution matters. It was Lisa who brought up the Chiron. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so, oh
1: yes. Thank <laughs> you. Thank oh, you. We're all one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think too with that Chiron in the fourth house is like the difference of knowing when we're like, especially talking about making purchases and stuff. It's like when we're providing for ourselves is different from when we're nurturing ourselves. Where it's like, sure, like uh, going, when you when you have like a big show and you're like on the way and you're like, fuck, I need lipstick and you go to CVS and yeah, you, you buy five lipsticks, but you've needed one. And so there there's a difference between like, you know, providing for yourself something that you need rather than like scratching that itch of like, hey, I really want this. So I'm balancing those two things during this time.
0: Yeah. Mm. Last question, have you, cleaned out that basement. You know it's <laughs> funny? I have because <laughs> okay. uh there
3: last summer I didn't know it until I went down I think long after there was a leak in the air conditioner and there was like an inch of water in the oh. basement. So then I had all these boxes full of old shit that I couldn't figure out how to get rid of that now had Like a Mm -hmm. solid two inches of mold at the bottom. No, ew. So I just started throwing shit away because I had no choice. So like I had, I had, and my family has no money. This was not. This is not any kind of a um, brag. But my great aunt <laughs> Anne had a fox fur she bought for herself. Yeah. And it was old and tattered. But it was just like my mom was like, you should take this. It was your great aunt Anne's. And heirloom. Was just like, I'll never wear it. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. It had like a stole where it was like the, the body of the a fox. The actual fox? fox? Yes. yes. Oh, shit. The whole thing. Well, that thing... The bottom six inches had, I pulled it out of the box. It was all crumpled no. and had mold. And I'm like, I called my sister. I go, I'm so sorry to tell you, we had to throw great Aunt Ann's fox fur away. And I was like, there's no <laughs> way this isn't me getting rid of bad yeah. energy. Like, yeah. this yeah. thing is, they were, my Aunt Ann, God bless them. They were, they were good. They're very good to us, but they were sisters. They were spinster sisters that lived together <laughs> their whole lives and were very like, what we call the bad Irish, like mean and, uh, racist and all that, like Mm -hmm. just not, not good. And I just remember picking that thing up and taking it out and just being like enough of this shit already. And that's what I ended up doing with almost everything in this garage. So now I have like five boxes left that I still have to go through but it was almost by necessity where it's like, oh, there's books that I would have kept, but now there's mold on them. So just fucking get rid of it. Just get rid of it. And deci- I just decided
2: kept- decided for. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Like, yes. OK, I have a question. Is was this house in Southern California? And if so, basement. Very rare. Sorry. I'm just you- I
3: keep calling it a basement. It is. It, it's Um, it's the kind of thing where, like, it's below. Uh, like the driveway goes down, like a like a sunken. So it and it's kind of like downstairs. And I just watch a
2: lot of House Hunters, so I'm just like, wow, it's not not impressive. you don't really get that very. It's not
3: one (laughs) technically, but I call it that because it, like, it feels like going down. But underground level. Once I cleaned it out, um, I moved. I figured that I moved my elliptical machine and I made an area. So I started using the elliptical machine that I hadn't used Beautiful. in eight That's years, awesome. and Sucks I put that box for right. <laughs> so suddenly, it's <laughs> just like get rid of all this shit, get rid of all that mold, and start doing something differently. Which I tried to do for a really long time, you know, like the previous year and like a year and a half ago, and just couldn't get myself to do it. And suddenly now, I'm just like, it's fucking on. We're doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. I love this. I love it. All right. Should we, um, play a game? we should play yes. the game but i did
3: just want to
2: know because i I said it earlier and i don't know i'll just say it out i teased it but the premiere of my fear of murder just because i was just like obviously phenom you know uh, top pod we love it premiered and is this a correct date because i saw a lot of internet said like january 2016 january 13th does that sound somewhat correct yes that's okay I- cool
3: it's, perfect it's either it's either i the could have dug the through 13th. the
2: database on itunes but i was like you know <laughs> nah. like, i'm gonna lean into the lazy taurus stereotype for just a hot moment yeah but what was cool so in your natal chart your midheaven is like the highest point of your natal chart and it said it's the cusp of your 10th house so it's said to be um you are where we can look towards career so when people come to us for chart readings they're like what should i do for my job it's like the the tenth house is going to give us a lot of clues. The midheaven is how society
0: sees us. Our so most it, our most public part of public.
2: Our show. Yes, we don't have to do any of these things, but it's it can give us some good hints of like, well, the world sees that you'd be pretty darn good at this kind of shit, so why not give it a go? And so you have your midheaven up in Virgo, and you do have Pluto right at the tippy top, and also Uranus not too far away. It's out. Of, um, I think it's out of. Uh, sign it's but it's, sign. it's 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 pretty close but either way pluto we've talked about the planets of death and rebirth and the taboo and you know the hidden journalistic sort of things. and then virgo obviously details um you know it's like that earthy shit of just like real life stuff but when the show premiered jupiter was in virgo right on top of your midheaven now if you remember jupiter i talked about blows up everything in a way that's just like I don't care if you'd like it. Like it, it's <laughs> the, the trains left the station. So like
1: there were a lot of Jupiter transits with the virus and stuff where it's yeah, like, it's, where it's like, blowing it up. Quick, like it's big. Wow. And like, that's an example of how we don't want Jupiter. how it can go back, <laughs> Right.
2: Exactly. But so you have it here on the top of your most public persona career. And then also with Pluto, which I think can, you know, Pluto can restrict, but also I think it's interesting to see Pluto in your ninth house place of philosophy ideals and the um deep seated and the underbelly and these kind of like deep rooted things and then you also had venus and saturn and sagittarius right on your ascendant so right in your like where the ascendant is how we're meeting people on the day-to-day midheaven is how people google us and we come up like that's just like the (laughs) very public way where sag rising is like so people might feel like, oh, this freewheeling sad, she's really curious in this. But then we have all these other things hidden in the back of our chart. So you have Venus, which can be very literally money and Saturn, which is work and structure and things here in your first house, place of yourself and of Sagittarius. So I just thought it was just there was just some I was like, it was meant to be. It was meant to be, <laughs> but also just we know when things just click and just go. I, I was because I was thinking as I pulled up, I was like, damn, I mean, obviously my favorite murders. Uh, understatement very popular and like it and it and people feel something they feel there's community too like the yeah. murder you know like there's there's worlds of people now built off it's you know when you have that wiki page that has under wikis and sub wikis and things like it's <laughs> and that's so jupiter with virgo and people that want to find their collective place in that too so i just i just thought it was real cool um and very literal of the premiere of my fair murder
3: that's very cool you know it's also interesting kind of like side sidebar but my mom had alzheimer's and she had it from uh 2002 until she died on january 10th 2016 oh fuck like literally so right before and then when that shit started hitting my sister called me she was just like you know, this is mom, like just imme- Just the second she arrived was like, I've got some things I need to get taken care of. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the, the fatefulness of it all and the kind of like um, almost kind of like you're saying, but it's like this is a thing I've tried at for so long and she knew. And yeah. so it does have that kind of like uh, there is a faded feeling to it that – because we all learn our lessons here in Hollywood and it's very tough and if not overtly ugly and can be very destructive there's you know for me it would. there was a lot of just like just give up you know what I mean like you've tried you do this you tried to do that you whatever and the weirdest thing to me was just like the way that all happened where it was just like it felt like uh Willy Wonka finding the golden ticket in the gutter you know what I mean he yeah. already tried his two <laughs> and he's walking home um and he's like god damn it someone I didn't even buy I cool. know. <laughs> it's like it was over here so yeah there's that's almost not surprising to me to hear it yeah to hear well, that. and and to go to because Pluto
2: is in your ninth house place of of what you hold value to, what you want to learn as an adult, the thing that you have all your tabs open on, right? Like for us with like astrology for you with like true crime and these things. And just like, it's what I like. So why not just put all my, let's put the eggs in the basket and go for it. And then Uranus is in your 10th house place of career. And Uranus, as we talked about before is, is chaos and rebellion. And maybe the time we don't follow the rules is the time we get a lot of success. And
0: Reap those rewards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just cool. That's very
2: cool. <laughs> well, you we have, one, they have
1: is... one final Unless game.
2: T- Unless there's any question, Yeah, any last questions? Any last questions? Anything astrology ponderings?
1: No, this
3: was, I mean, I was just going to say, I honestly thought we were just going to be like, so you're stubborn. I didn't understand how incredibly educated and deep you guys are on this stuff. It's so impressive and it's so fun and it's Aww. so it's just so cool to hear. I just had, I truly you. had no idea. It's like <laughs> Thank I you. I it's Sorry? hilarious. No, <laughs> not at all. It's like I I wish I could um I don't know, I wish I could memorize it or like Well, it'll
0: be recorded. recorded. Oh, right!
3: (laughs) 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 right, It's a podcast. We're not having a personal conversation right now. Uh, And also, just in that very last thing we talked about, at one point you were talking, and I think somebody said something that was really good, and then I moved my neck, and the upper six vertebrae in my neck went crack, 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 like all the way up into my brain, it felt like. I've never that felt that like I've done mid back cracks before. It was way the fuck. You unlocked something, is what yes. you're
2: saying. We yes, whoa. I Wait, think who, you did. What rules the like
0: what? what? Net, well, I mean, neck is so neck next Taurus. Throat Capricorn. is Taurus, but I believe Capricorn. like Capricorn the bones. bones, but also um leo is back like yeah um, upper back. spinal upper it's back Fine. <laughs> there's a bunch of different there's, That's it's all there. body stuff <laughs> but i'm like it's all it's we've talked about all of it so it could be any one of those things
2: yeah because so I, I think too, well well interesting because like leo i think is upper back and libra is lower is back lower spinal back. and we were just talking about the libra uranus but the leo moon has been obviously omnipresent throughout the the, <laughs> the entire oh. time so that's wow. Yeah. Oh astrology we, chiropractor. Uh, Felt good. Yeah. We <laughs> have a game. chiropractor.
0: Yeah. We have a game that we play with all of our guests. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's fuck Mary Kill. Yeah. <laughs> and uh the the contestants will be people that have your same uh placements. We're gonna do a round, I believe, oh yeah. Of of your same sun and rising and mm. your same sun and moon combination. Mm -hmm. So
2: we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's oh yeah, it's a very cool, it's usually a very eclectic bunch. (laughs) We'll Um, see who builds your shelves. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Taurus on Leo Moon was stacked with good celebrities. Hard to pick. Um one I'm picking for this. I'll we'll play with three and I'll I'll list the remaining ones just for fun at the end, but I just watched Barb and Star go to Vistilda Mara, so I had to include this one, which is Jamie Dornan. Hell yeah. Barbara right. Streisand. <laughs> whoo, and
3: George Lopez <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Corral of people, yes. <laughs> and I just want you to know that my dog right there, her name is George Lopez. No, really, oh, no. I named her after George Lopez. I can't really explain it. It was one of those things. It was sure. very funny. It was like an inside joke when I did it, and then, uh, and then I realized. Giving your dog a name that you have to explain that doesn't have a good story is the worst fucking thing you could do. <laughs> so I just stopped telling people that, and I just mm, that, that reminds George.
2: you of that reminds me of when well, I went on a date with a guy who named his dog Pasta, and if I told you guys the story. This is I will be I'll i it, but one of the worst date of all time <laughs> with the most boring man on earth who was also very nineties. Like his vibe was like nothing's cool. I live in mm. Chinatown with nine artists and we all hate each other and I was like oh god how yeah. did I get here no but he thanks. brought his dog named pasta and as you know I'm, I'm a spaghetti girl and a carb queen and I was like pasta I love that like do you like pasta he's like no and I was like well why did you name your dog pasta he's like I named him pasta because this guy Ira Glass interviewed named his dog pasta and I thought it was so funny and I was, I literally called it uber instantaneously <laughs> like, I I I I didn't even eat my food. We got tacos. I was like, I, I told him I'm like I'm leaving, and he's like, Do you want me to drive you home? I was like, No, I'm leaving. I'm just I gotta go. And then he had sex with my roommate three months later. Anyway, oh. so when I after I told her that I went on a date with a weird guy, she's like. I went on that same day with that guy and I fucked him. Anyways, Jamie Dornan, <laughs> Barbara Streisand. She's like, I listened
0: to that same Ira Glass interview. I also thought it was hilarious. It turned <laughs> me on. <Yeah.
2: laughs> Barbara I, Streisand, George Lopez.
0: You're so
3: sorry. You're so right, though. If somebody told me they named their dog something because someone else named their dog the exact same thing. like How bo- the how menta- The mentality and lack of creativity of that would stop my heart. I would just be like, I, I'm afraid I'm going <laughs> to get that on me. I don't want. Want to be near people that think oh, that way okay.
2: and I think maybe okay maybe I cut it a little close I went okay like started to check uber prices right and then I think it was like what are you doing tonight I was like I was like oh I looked at apartments early in the day. He's like rent's really expensive I'm like oh my god and then <laughs> and then I was like and I'm gonna go karaoke and I was like I hate karaoke and I was like we have not only just nothing in common i hate you like i just don't like you as a person Mm -mm. you disgust me there's (laughs) nothing redeeming about you and you you're so boring i gotta go yeah goodbye uber called (laughs) so are we fucking george lopez
3: no (laughs) i think here's how i need to do it i need to kill george lopez i think it's not my style it's like we're saying the comedy wouldn't work um, I've heard lots of stories, <laughs> so I need him out of my life. I think I'm going to fuck Barbara Streisand and marry Jamie Dornan because
4: hmm.
3: I didn't realize well, first of all, I think Barbara Streisand would be like a one night stand would be fascinating and a great story. <laughs> um and could be horrible, could be amazing, but I don't want to spend a lot of time with her. I would love to go to her mall that's underneath her house. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, but, I want to meet the clone dogs. <laughs> right? right. But, it, but <laughs> overall, it's like 24 hours, maybe 48. Yeah. But Jamie Dornan, having seen Barb and Star, I had, oh my God. I didn't. I only ever seen him in serious things. Yeah. Or in things where he's like plain and hot or or haunting or whatever. Yeah. The idea that he was doing like musical numbers in that thing. I was just like, what in the fuck? I
2: was blown away. I'm like, well, that hit the new crush levels where I was like, I knew you were hot, but yes. now you're funny. Well, right? fuck, fuck me up. You okay. get and it. your Taurus, Sun, Leo moon.
0: Oh, wow. Ooh, like,
2: wait, that's yeah. These are these. They are all your people. are. Yes.
0: They're all your people. Ooh. These are all
3: the George Lopez, Barbara Streisand. Sorry, Jamie Barb and Gordon. George, because no I mean, that that was very disrespectful, but you know, it's I mean, they have to I some know, people. Or, got it. You know, so, there can only be one go. George. And go.
1: it's the dog. <laughs> it's
3: your dog. And that's her right there. But wow, that's also aren't tourists good matches for each other? Well, yeah. there's theories oh. on like sun. Well,
2: yes, yes. Yeah, I think I think technical. sun sign yeah. and sun sign if you're dating the same son, you're probably the son's the identity it's you know it's this ego it's like you're probably gonna like like and agree on a, a lot of similar things it's not a guarantee because we have other parts of our chart mind you mm. but yeah it's like a, it's typically like a safe bet if you're hooking up with the same son now do you want someone that is just like you then that's the like question at large
3: no, i don't think so well
1: then we don't goodbye <laughs> james my george
2: lopez, <laughs> <By> george lopez. <laughs> <laughs> and hello Jamie Dornan yeah
0: (laughs) I think Uh, I would fuck Jamie Dornan I think I'm marrying Barbara Streisand
2: I mean talking about money bags let's I mean I just
0: can't I don't know I like I love her I can't I can't just I gotta marry her I gotta You got to make it Uh, long term. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. The house. I
3: I mean,
2: I
0: mean, I just got to be around her. Like, I know it would be I feel like it would be a loveless marriage, (laughs) you know, or whatever. Like, there's only room for one of us in there. But I just feel like I would learn so much from her. And like, I mean, I just got to I got to get in there. Uh, And then obviously, I'm killing George Lopez. Sorry.
1: (laughs) I mean, you have to kill George Lopez in this situation. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's unfortunate. It's It's hard for him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know him, but like, why? Like, I, I have, no, I have no like, I, second feeling about it.
2: Order of operations, right now. I
1: think I would also marry Barbara though, because I really want to clone my dog, but it's fifty thousand dollars, and oh. she will do it because she will be do your it, dog. Right? It'll she'll, be she'll our be dog. dog. So I'll and I multiple. just heard.
0: I just heard a great story about her on a podcast where she was just like lovely and gracious and like really welcoming to those who were in her home. And so, I mean,
3: that's good. I don't think,
0: I mean, I think this was also like a different time, Barbara. So I don't know if she still is that way, you know, rightfully so. But all of this. I mean, I'm gonna
2: just go with the dickmatization and marry Jane. I'll lock that after watching Barb and Star. I'm like, I'll lock this down. We can we can spend a lot of we can spend a good like seven years of marriage together. And then I would fuck Babs, especially I mean young Babs when you see those like photo shoots from like whenever the fuck and like those leather strappy she wears little newsboy caps and things. Like those old like if I could teleport to, I'd love a,
3: you know, a young Babs. And yeah, George is bye. what can we do like um what's up doc style where it's it's like she had charisma she was magnetic she was gorgeous but in a new different way that like Mm -hmm. she was being like a gorgeous movie star in a way no one had ever seen before yeah she but to me i feel like a little goes a long way and i am it's almost like when do i get to talk because i'm used to being the dominant psycho and but now it's all you like it would drive me crazy
2: About Mm -hmm. for my own
3: greedy reasons. No, I feel it.
2: Some other Taurus sun, Leo moons. I couldn't find any big three matches of your Taurus sun, Leo moon, sad rising. It's hard to find that because we don't know always know celebrities rising signs a lot of the time because we don't have their time of birth. The woes of astrology life, but some other Taurus sun Leo moons are David Crumholtz, Christine Baranski, Megan Fox, Kirsten Dunst, Renee Zellweger, Crispin Glover, Lance Bass, Queen Elizabeth II, and Leslie Jordan. Uh, great yeah. crew! I love yeah, that crew. I, would, I
1: love everyone. That's a party. Christine Baranski.
3: Wow!
2: I, I almost... I it was tough.
3: Kareet, You know tough. what? I see a lot of myself in Christine Baranski. I could see oh. it. Yes. <laughs> Okay, the behind-the-scenes set photos of
2: Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2 are, like, some of my favorite, like, Twitter thread holes to get into because you could, they just, when you talked about Baskets, writer room of, like, oh, this, they just love each other and had so much fun, and you could feel that in the movie, and they were just in Greece, Pierce yes. Brosnan, like, just having, Meryl, like, just having a time. Uh. Yeah. Just theater
3: kids, you know. (laughs) Someone was just telling a story about I think it was Jimmy Pardo that the day that Pierce Brosnan came and was on Conan when he was the warm up comic, he said he's never seen a better looking human being, and he worked on Conan for years and years. And he said when Pierce Brosnan walked into the room, it was like every single living thing went like that, and he Mm -hmm. was and he came out and hung, and and was like talking to people and in the like bigger green room, not his own dress room which is what most big stars do he was just like out and about and jimmy said he was like the most gorgeous man of all time i was like yes
2: Damn. y'all are gonna be so happy to hear that pierce Bronson is a fellow taurus with a cancer moon Ooh,
0: yeah
2: oh, that is you it's lisa at you're pierce Bro- you're double seven Yay. nice tauruses
0: Had- are hot i can't venus I mean, can't it's say venus it baby venus ruled
2: all, All right, right, Taurus Sun, Sag Rising. This is a, another eclectic crew. Uh, I would say this is like a, maybe a little high art crew. Uh, okay. But let's go with Grace Jones, Robert okay. Smith, lead singer of The Cure, mm-hmm. and uh, already deceased Dennis Hart Dennis Hopper.
3: Okay. Am I doing Fuck Mary Kill with those guys? Yeah,
2: yeah. Shit. And these are these are Taurus Sun, so- Sagittarius Rising. Rising. So this, Same so still
3: you. your astro match. Okay. Dennis Hopper and Robert Smith and grace and grace joe yeah um i think i'm getting rid of dennis hopper i just don't uh it's you the other two are too powerful and i just it, i feel like in this game third place is third place like you just kind of yeah. can't <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it it's tough yeah um Because I am the person who uh, we went to see The Cure when I was, I think, a a sophomore or sophomore year in college. And we went to the show and then stood outside the hotel where we heard he was staying until three o'clock in the morning. And then a van pulled up and he rolled out and he was so shit faced. I have a picture. (laughs) I should send this to you. It's the funniest picture because... It's 3 in the morning, so my bangs that already don't sit straight because of uh, the hair that I have, but I used to have, like, baby bangs, and they're yes. all, like, kind of sideways like this. <laughs> and he he walked up, and there was a group of, like, 15 of us, and he was like, oh, wow, thanks, guys. And he was so sweet and nice. And then at one point, he did that thing where he looked at me, and he was just staring at me. but And everyone else kind of looked like – and. I could tell it wasn't like we were having a moment or he thought anything. It was like he was so drunk that he was like realizing where he was and what was happening. And I was just like the person <laughs> that he focused on. Anyway. And he was like, You're my astro twin. Yeah.
2: He, was, was, <laughs> he really? was like, What is it
3: about you? Um, <laughs> is it the sad and
2: serious rising? You are me
1: and I am you. But
3: so I think, I think I would, in this one, yeah, I think. I would marry Robert Smith just because he seems fun, and I don't know. Grace Jones seems to be he; she would be amazing to sleep with, but I feel like the intensity would exhaust me after a while. Yeah, she's hot.
0: To be honest, I don't think Grace would want to get married. You know, I think she's <laughs> not like, really her style. Yeah, I think I think she would be like, "Honey, no." Um, <laughs> but. I think same thing. Dennis Hopper had like a got weird and conservative. Uh, oh, did he? I feel like he was in. I think. I think. I might be totally misspeaking, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. And he was in <laughs> like one of those weird, uh, like, uh,
2: multi-level marketing. No, the John Birch like, Society.
0: <laughs> no, there was. It was like. Tw- it's like post. I don't remember like there was some weird thing where he was like I voted for Obama the first time but after that like Uh remember when there used to be those like e-Hollywood things where it'd be like the the like five conservative people in Hollywood (laughs) right like made a bad (laughs) movie with like open conservatives in Hollywood which usually are like just not I know there are conservative people in Hollywood but the ones that are like this is my brand. They always John Voigt, yeah. Tim yeah. Allen. Oh, yeah, he's Vince on the list. Nine
2: surprisingly conservative, conservative people. Okay. Thank oh, God. that's sad. He's, that's sad.
0: It was in one of those weird, like, um, comedy trying to be like making a statement not like it, i'm gonna say idiocracy but it's not that it was like a weird thing i just remember seeing a preview of him and he was like a judge and it's like conserva American-
2: conservapedia confirms hell yeah <laughs> no So <laughs> dennis hopper
0: dennis hopper's gotta go um, he's, and he's gone so yeah and he's gone so easy, easy peasy definitely gonna fuck grace jones because obviously imagine and i mean yeah i mean that's like that's like a. This is like a pretty. She's too cool. She's yeah, too cool. Yeah, you just. I mean, it's it's perfect. And then yeah, Mary Robert Smith. He sounds fun. I listened to that Rivals podcast about him and Morrissey's like semi few I don't know, but he just sounded like the more fun one in all of the things well, compared so to Morrissey like, yeah, for real
3: <laughs> easy <laughs>
0: you know but yeah. yeah I think that's sometimes there's right answers I think this round, and
1: I, I think, think that's the right one the right answer. I mean who doesn't want to kill Dennis Hopper <laughs> at this point <laughs> I'm ready to do it I'll be the
3: one
2: I am in my mind clinging onto those beautiful old Andy Warhol Polaroids of him from the easy rider era where he was sure. he was fucking smoke show but look know, stats after, are stats
3: yeah and facts it's he
2: did it and to himself
0: <laughs> it's in there to me i'm gonna go i'm gonna go so far as to say if this is like that was dormant in him this whole time he probably would have been a bad fuck true, true. all right yeah. Truth. yes also in uh on the same
3: level if you picked grace jones to marry uh or like say you f- you picked her to fuck and then you would be like, Oh my god, I want to marry you. She would leave you. She would probably yeah. leave you mm-hmm. within seventy-two hours. <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah. I think for Dennis See, Hopper. I think, for I someone I- that's not <laughs> deserving. Yeah. yeah. I think yes. I will I think I will <laughs>
3: flip and do the marriage though,
2: because I'm cool with that. Like I think okay. I like that we'll share like it is some... what it is yeah it is what it is i want to be listed on the spouses
1: i want to be listed on the spouses wikipedia just to oh, be the in creme. the crowd same... yeah. yeah that makes I sense be on the credit for I respect that.
3: yeah because people I respect be like that. why did she pick her she must be <laughs> and amazing in bed she must be amazing, amazing. Yeah. is that
2: Taurus connection baby <laughs> venus on venus um any well, other notables uh, Oh, um, they're very, yeah. Uh, Shirley Temple, Candace Bergen, Fred Astaire, Breckin Meyer, and Charles Mingus. Uh, and Danielle Perez.
0: Yes, Danielle Perez, also Sagittarius Rising, Taurus Sun. Oh, wow. And Karen
2: Kilgariff. Karen, you got to add yourself to the yeah, you gotta Astro databases. So I got to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some signers
0: might do this after this. I know, after. We'll see. Once I hear if this. You, so. If you see yourself on the database, no, this is where, this is where it came from. <laughs> this is the source. <laughs> Well, Karen, thank thank you you. so fucking much. You guys, this was was so wonderful. Oh my god! (laughs) I know, like we have been
3: talking for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! We told you we could do it. It didn't seem that long. That was amazing. I mean, you know. It's of narcissism course. aside, it's so fun to be
0: to be discussed and talked about. But that was super cool. Thank you guys oh, so thank much. You. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. Is there anything specific you want to plug or promo right now that's coming up? Um, or just the uh, buy I did. the
1: olive vinyl.
0: Buy the all, <laughs> yeah, of- all new of vinyl. new vinyl is coming in. If you've co-
3: I, a couple people, I think I've had one tweet about it of people saying. Your record uh, sold out like the vinyl. They couldn't get it. So that's coming in. But also I'm going to do Dave Holmes Friday 40. Hold on really quick because he just, the here it is. He just tweeted this um, and it, shit, I touched the wrong person. I'm <laughs> um, so sorry. It Hi, is, you're in Dave
1: Ross. You're going to have to scroll through a bunch of what days of tweets. It's um, <laughs>
3: February 26th. And I'm doing it with uh, Roy Wood Jr., who's one of my favorite (gasps) comics and so hilarious on Twitter. And, uh, of course, Dave Holmes, who is um, one of the greatest people and so fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Love it. Definitely check that out. That'll be so fun. I think it'll be good. Yeah.
2: And, and, you, and this is no, like y'all know where to find Karen. Like if you're not already following Karen, what are you doing with oh, your and lives And everybody?
3: I do, do want to circle back. If you um, follow or enjoy um, astrology people on Twitter, pay them five, 10 bucks on Venmo every once yes. in a while. That is so- a thing I just like got hip to. We discussed it already, but I just want to do a reminder. Oh like, no. I try to do that anytime. If somebody has like a real good thread that makes me like, Feel better or changes things for me in any way. You just fucking go throw them ten bucks, fifteen, whatever you can afford. But it it really it's the way to make it so that those people can keep doing it and do it for a living. It's yes, it's yes. cool. And yeah. a lot of them have patreons
2: too. So click the links and bios, everybody, because yeah. those links and bios have a lot of other fun
3: stuff you're gonna you're gonna want to find. So. I'm telling a bunch Maybe. of people that I bet all knew this and have for a long time
2: but Oh,
0: but it's a good No, reminder. it's a good reminder.
3: It's a good it's... No,
2: people people like free shit and they yeah. like complaining about free shit too. So yes. like if you're getting knowledge and fun stuff and insight and your heart moved, then
3: like, yeah, throw, give buy them a coffee. Support like, those people because it's really something,
0: you know, the way wit- and mm-hmm. encouraging people to feel like their thing. It's also just like makes you feel good and know that people are listening and that you're helping people and that only generates more of that kind of content, too. Yes. So I think that's a great a, 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 a reminder that we all need all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah astrology or not pay pay people that you like what they're putting out yes Mm -hmm. it's pay people that if you if their
3: talent is affecting you then give them money because it's so easy to do that these days mm -hmm. it's like venmo five Mm -hmm. bucks venmo 15 bucks whatever it is and if
2: you're if you're hella broke retweet It's that's that's free like then spread spread the word that's a it's zero dollars yeah Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you. you And on a very tourist note, I I love it. I love it. Money, money. We love you. (laughs) We love
0: you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon.
1: You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast
0: or on Twitter at What's YR sign underscore pod? You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions,
2: comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at podcast
1: at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's
2: your